This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. All right, thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the show for Friday, everybody, as we are getting our Friday extravaganza off the ground. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to mention a couple of things right out of the gate. Comedian Flip Schultz, who hasn't been here in a few years. Yeah, right. He's going to be in town at the El Paso Comic Strip this weekend and is going to be dropping by the uh, studio later today. I always like the name Flip. Flip. Yeah. I want to be a Flip. Have you ever heard sometimes Flip is a nickname for somebody whose name is Philip? Oh, no. I didn't even know it was a nickname. Well, I think, I don't know or if short it's always a, a, that. It, I guess it could just be a nickname. Yeah, but it makes sense. Flip, Flip and Philip. So I don't know if Flip Schultz is a, is a Philip or not. Do you think he's a very flippant person? Yeah, maybe he's really flippant. Yeah. And his parents knew that when he was born. They're like, said, you're going to be You're going to be very flippant. So we're going to name you Flip. I don't know. <laughs> You can see Flip at the El Paso Comic Strip this weekend. Tonight, two shows on Saturday and a Sunday show as well. The Q welcomes the superstars of WWE SmackDown to the Pan Am Center on June 11th. And today is the day those tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. So before 10 a.m., we're going to have our final pair of Win and Before You Can Buy Them tickets to see the WWE SmackDown show at the Pan Am Center, it's going to feature Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, Woo! SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Usos, Drew McIntyre, Kofi Kingston, Sasha Banks, and many others are coming to Las Cruces on July 11th. When the tickets go on sale today, there'll be a Ticketmaster in the Pan Am Center box office. And tickets start as low as only $15. And you could also win our final pair of women before you can buy them tickets this morning during the KLAQ Morning Show. I mean, we got a lot to uh, talk about. Let's start reviewing it, going over. Let's begin with Joanna Barba, who uh, will have our entertainment news coming up shortly. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. What's leading off in entertainment news? Oh, remember yesterday we talked about Aziz Ansari's directorial debut movie, Being Mortal, was put on hold. Yeah. Oh, we now know why. Of course, they came out first and said it had nothing to do with Aziz Ansari. Because but, he had kind of been involved in his own right kind of Me Too scandal. Yeah. Me Too adjacent. Me Too adjacent. Yes. Right. He didn't get canceled because of it. And he's the director of this movie. But it's not about Aziz Ansari. Who's it about then? It's about the star, Bill Murray. Oh, boy. He's being investigated for inappropriate oh, behavior. I called it. Didn't I call it? You did, yeah. I think whenever the allegations come out, they need to specify, are they sexy, sexual creepy, or are they, like, angry? Uh, you know, because when they come out and say, well, what what did they say in the release? That it's uh, inappropriate Just behavior? inappropriate behavior. Right, because that's what they said about the dad from uh, the Goldbergs, Jeff Garland. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, is Jeff Garland harassing? Like, all these women on the set. No, it was just, he was grouchy, grumpy, and mean. So uh, He called them names. I mean, he didn't just go, he didn't call them morons like he does on the show. He called them 
on things like I an adult do you, does. He didn't say morons. He was going. Do you know this? Yeah. I know that he wasn't going morons like he was on the show. Do you think he was acting like he I don't was. Know. Pre- I'm just saying that if you're on the set and his character is supposed to be a grouch, it would not surprise me if he didn't kind of get in that grouchy character without yeah. knowing what happened. Okay, but with, if that grouchy character included using cuss words at you and stuff, would that count? Yeah, it'd be great. Like It would be like if I ever had met Don Rickles and he, you know, he called, he ridiculed me. That's supposed to be a real badge of honor. Yeah. I guess you I, don't I'm expect that when you're at work and not at a show. But you're working on a show. No, you're not working at okay. a, a, Again, like a stand-up without, show. Without knowing what Jeff Garland said, but they did specify that it wasn't sexual in nature. Right. And I think that ought to be, they ought to be upfront about that. You think... Uh, there's a difference, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there's a difference. This person accused. And you have to be like... But it oh. wasn't sexy stuff. It was... Or sexual, I should say. Not sexy. It wasn't there's nothing sexy, sexy about harassment. Uh, yeah, so was Bill Murray accused of doing like a Harvey Weinstein type of thing or doing a Jeff Garland type of thing? Because to me, that's those are on different planets when it comes to, you know, charges of, of harassment. Uh, all right, so we got that on the way in entertainment. <laughs> Jeff Garland... Had a penchant for dropping the word vagina on set. <laughs> what? You bothered by the word vagina? Apparently, a camera assistant made a complaint to her department head about Garland's use of the word. Afterwards, the actor found out he reportedly put his hands around her and kept saying vagina in her face over and over again. <laughs> I mean, I that, know, that sounds pretty funny to me. <laughs> It, it does sound hilarious, but when you think about it more, you're like, okay, well, this isn't a comedy show. This is like a stand. This isn't a stand-up show. This is like a supposedly professional environment. I guess maybe not, but that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like. But if it's disrupting the work. Yeah, if it disrupts then the work, there's an issue. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so we don't know what Bill Murray exactly has been accused of, whether sexual or not, but. Uh... But Buzz is like, I, my if he's position just saying is, vagina, he excuses it. <laughs> if, it's all, if it's all about that, then I'm down. Um, Nico, what's coming up in the news today? Uh, we'll be hearing it a lot. Take care of that son of a bitch. Mitch McConnell and uh, what's the name of, gosh, what's the name? Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, probably. yes. Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell were recorded after January 6th and the events of that day saying, uh, We've got to take care of Donald Trump, specifically using the words, take care of that son of a bitch. What it really seems like is McConnell and uh, Kevin McCarthy, on on January 6th and the days after that, they were ready to, you know, we're taking him out. We're definitely, you know, making it so Donald Trump is no longer part of the Republican landscape. And then as soon as they realize... Oh no, he's he's, he's still got still? more he's still more popular than we are. They totally tucked their tail and went down and you know kissed the ring down in Mar-a-Lago or whatever. But yeah, well, it doesn't these... surprise me that right after January sixth, these cowards <laughs> were saying, you know, we it's time to. I hesitate to say throw under the bus because that implies it wouldn't have been the right thing to do, which it would have to impeach Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. After January sixth, so and then, but I keep getting this this impression of a lot of the mainstream conservatives who are not one hundred percent MAGA, uh, 
who are just waiting around and they wait for something to happen. They're like, now we've got him. And then the air clears a little bit and they're looking around. It's like, oh crap, he's still in charge of our party. We didn't have him. Yeah, we didn't have him. So, and then they back down and yeah, it's just, God, I, I hate to say I, I almost have more respect for like the full on MAGA people. For believe standing up for what they believe in, at least uh, maybe you know over McConnell and McCarthy, who are ju- just looking for as soon as it's safe for them to condemn and totally neuter Donald Trump politically, and then they realize, oh, we can't do it because he's still more popular than we are. Yeah, what's the point of having values if you're just going to change them based on whether or not people are v- like like you or not? Well, let me tell you, we won't have to wonder forever because every single one of these holes are eventually going to write a book where they're like, I knew I should have done something, but I knew that the voters would vote me out and they'd put in like a Trump puppet. That's what they're going to write about when they write their book in five years or 10 years or whatever it's going to be. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me. There've been so many of these Republican politicians who are ready to bring out the long knives and then it takes a day or two and they realize, oh crap, we don't have him yet. So let's put the knives away and start kissing ass. Does that sound about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like exactly the road we're all going down. Right. Spi- un- unbelievably spineless. Uh, McCarthy and McConnell. And probably anybody who's got Mac at the beginning of their name in the Republican <laughs> Party. <laughs> Is there a McDonald's in the Republican Party? Those McCarthy's sure. and McConnell's. <laughs> McToyles. The McPoyles, right? Uh, All right, so that's coming up in news headlines. We mentioned comedian Flip Schultz is going to be along a bit later. And uh, the great mullet debate, what uh, constitutes a mullet? We got into it a little bit yesterday after Kiefer Sutherland said that he thinks he might have accidentally popularized the mullet because for Lost Boys, uh, they wanted long rock star hair. But Kiefer says, I thought that... uh, Billy Idol's hair looked cool, so he did that on top but kept it long in the back. And Yeah, that's definitely a mullet, but I was making the case that I think a lot of the characters in that movie, including Jason Patrick, had a mullet. So, And Joanne and I were arguing that you don't know the definition of a mullet. Um, I would know better than you. I'm not I sure. Had we, have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have pictures of Billy Ray Cyrus and all the well, pictures yeah. of Jason Patrick did not look no, like No, no, no. Billy Ray Cyrus is an extreme example of mm. a Tennessee top hat. Joanna? Yeah, that's if you take it to an extreme as Billy Ray Cyrus. Joe Dirt is pretty extreme, but I'm telling well, you. Yeah, so when you say the word mullet, so wh- why are we going to go with any of these off-brand versions of mullet? Why don't you just go with the classic mullet and be like, that's what it is? Uh, because I don't think that's o- the only you just, thing that a just, mullet entails. I got pictures of Jerry Seinfeld for most of the 90s, the run of Seinfeld. He was sporting a mullet. It was a little more urban mullet. The more I looked th- at it, it's just long hair. In the back? Mm, it just, doesn't even come down to his ears on the side. Yeah, I call it the point. the mullet feld, <laughs> or the Jarrett. The Jarrett's much better. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this whole argument going on uh, what is and what isn't a mullet. And I think that what Jerry Seinfeld had for most of Seinfeld is a more toned-down version of the mullet, but a mullet nonetheless. So uh, that article's over at buzzadamshow.com. And we got to get that picture of Seinfeld. Up one way or another, I'll, I'll even do an artist rendering if we don't if we can't get the. You image. think that would be a better yeah, thing to than, have than nothing? Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. 
This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. They're on the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. Let's get the weekend golfers forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Let you know what the uh, weather holds uh, for golfers and for everybody else for that matter for this weekend. Today is going to be a windy day. So uh, winds aren't really going to pick up until around 11 a.m. this morning. But when they do, we're looking at peak afternoon winds around 30, 35 miles an hour. So uh, very windy in the afternoon today. Other than that, 93 for the high temperature. Tomorrow is still going to be windy. Going to see 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. So not, not nearly as windy. Otherwise, mostly sunny, 80 for the high temperature on Saturday. And Sunday, I'm going to say that's probably your golf day because we got winds under 10 miles an hour. Sun's going to be out. No rain in the weekend forecast, 82 for the high temperature. So I give Sunday uh, an A, almost an A+. plus. I give Saturday a B, and today, I don't know, maybe a C-, minus, just because it's, you know, thir- it's really a D. It's just so windy out there uh, today. It's a D. Yeah, it's a D. Life is a D. Uh, This golfer's forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at painteddunes.com. You could also uh, find out about their twilight rates and using their facilities for parties, anniversaries, wedding parties, and more. Call Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course at 915 821 2122. That's 821 2122. Now, when you say twilight, what do you mean? Do they show the movie? I was thinking. (laughs) No, 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 no. Wow, right? Do you golf at night? No. No, you can't do that, right? But starting at three, you could get, you know, a reduced rate if you go out later Uh in the afternoon. And you could still get 18 holes of golfing because it stays light till almost 8 o'clock now. Well, and the reason is because it's hot, right? At three or now? No, I don't. You know, you're asking me why would they give a reduced rate to go out later? We should be thankful. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's just something all golf courses do. You got twilight, twilight fees, which are cheaper than if you twilight. You lost us with golf. Nothing to do with sparkly (laughs) vampires. Like, I'm sorry. If you're waiting for something to do with the movie Twilight, it has nothing to do with it. Why don't they golf at night, though? That would be so cool with, like, glow in the dark. Glow in the dark ones, yeah. They have those, and those are specifically uh, tournaments they play, and the glow in the dark balls don't really travel as far. And You know what? Probably somewhere where it is just unforgivingly hot, like the interior of Australia. I'll bet they do. Nighttime golf. Nighttime night golf. golf. And I've been in a couple of night golf tournaments. And it's fun just because it's a novelty, but yeah. I can tell you it's not something you would want to do as a regular practice. Uh, it doesn't help your game, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the the light-up golf ball is fine until you hit it up on the green, and sometimes they'll, they'll have a glow-in-the-dark flag. Oh, that flag sounds stick. awesome. But you know what's not glow-in-the-dark? What? The hole. No, the, <laughs> the sand bunker to your left or the water hazard uh, on your right. Yeah. So, uh, for a lot of reasons, night golf is more of a once a year type of thing. <laughs> <you> know, or, <laughs> Comedian Flip Schultz is going to be dropping by later this hour. Woo! He's at the El Paso comic strip this weekend. Uh, Stephen 
King is a great horror author. I have read a bunch of Stephen King stuff. All of them, you think? No. Jo- most. I would say most. Joanna, he does have a lot of those books at his house. Like, I've heard, yeah. yeah. Um, I never got into the Dark Tower. I read the first Dark Tower, and I was like, okay, I'm just... I didn't enjoy that book enough to read another one about the Dark Tower, so... And that's a that's a pretty big chunk of what Stephen King's written. But people are saying that his recipe for salmon is possibly the scariest thing that Stephen <laughs> King has ever written. I'm willing to try it, though. Stephen King shared his recipe for salmon on Twitter, and Twitter users are calling it top-notch horror. Here's what Stephen King wrote dinner get a nice salmon filet at the supermarket not too big put some olive oil and lemon juice on it wrap it in damp paper towels okay nuke it in the microwave for three minutes or so eat it maybe add a salad (laughs) maybe add a salad uh one person said not even a pinch of salt you really are a brilliant horror writer (laughs) another said quote you became one of the most successful writers in history, and now you're reaping the benefits. Microwave fish. This bums me out. Wow. Celebrity really chef hurt. Jose Andres weighed in as well. He said, this is a horror movie. Eat it raw. Eat it plancha. Eat it fried. But three minutes in the microwave is like the Twilight Zone or a Stephen King novel. <laughs> I don't know. Stephen King says it's good. Maybe it is good. Wait, that's your definition of good food? Well, Stephen King said it goes good. Maybe it's really good. Who knows? (laughs) I'd try it. And even Jose Andres is saying you go to the grocery store, buy a nice salmon, and eat it raw. So what's what's nuking it for a couple of minutes going to do? Well, it's going to make it smell really fishy. It's going to make it smell really bad. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I'll just do it at work (laughs) instead of at home. (laughs) It could make it rubbery. You could be overcooking the fish. It could make uh, it dry. Would you ever eat eat like grocery store fish raw? Like not sushi grade, because that's different. But just like go to the store. Buy some salmon from the store and salmon. then just pop it in my mouth? Yeah. Jose Andres says that's preferable to put well, in a microwave. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, what he's talking about is doing ceviche or doing some type of raw, you know, uh, presentation of it. I'm just saying I would try the microwave sure. thing to see what it was That's all about. That's a totally bust thing about, to do. I, would, I wouldn't worry about it hurting me. No, I don't think people... That's not why people are calling it a horror story. You just know that, that right? you're ruining the fish. You're ruining uh, the fish. Three minutes in the microwave yeah. would be more than enough to kill you off know, all of the... Up until a week ago, I wouldn't have thought a rare steak and Doritos with guacamole made a good meal. But guess what? Necessity forced me to do it, and it turned out to be dandy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it helps you with if it's 420, but yeah. (laughs) I was just wondering if anybody had uh, corrected uh, yesterday's uh, pronunciation of chopes, not choppies. (laughs) Work with one of the daughters of the original owners, and um, yeah, she about flipped when we were talking about it. So it's chopes, Mm -hmm. not choppies. But I was just curious. Um, so I was talking okay. about chopes, well, <laughs> uh, reopening after two years, and how excited I was because mm-hmm. it's such an institution, and you guys had never heard of 
Well, I guess it's Chopes. No, now, now you're still saying it wrong. Chopes. Everybody calls it Chopes. It's I not mean, Chopes. It's Chopes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chopes. <laughs> or Chopes. You pissed off the daughter of I, the original I, owner. You pissed off a Chope. Nice, Buzz. Well, that certainly wasn't my attention. I was letting people know this restaurant is open again. It's got a great bar that's separate from the little house where the restaurant is. And I don't know, man. I just I'll try and say it the right way, I guess. Do uh Chopes. 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 What am I I don't hear it, guys. You don't hear Chopes. it? Chopes. 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 You know what? I just won't Why call it. Why are you a... saying it like a Frenchman? Chopes. I thought Chopes. the guy was telling I heard that's how the caller said the daughter wanted it pronounced. So the, one of the daughters of the original owners, and um, yeah, she about flipped when she we were talking about it. So it's Chopes. Chopes. Is that correct? It's good enough. Ch- yeah. Please excuse Buzz. <laughs> He's not Latino like all of us here. I mean, I think the original message was that I like, I really love you this love place. You love except you did keep, call, you did call it Chopies, and then I feel like Chop- me and Joanna just started calling it Chopies because everybody you did. I yeah, know I calls never it Chopies, so. and nobody's ever objected to anybody calling it Chopies until this well, call right here. That one, yeah. Well, they, but it's they, also a they named it. They named it. <laughs> it's an official Chopie. So I left you that message about Nico downplaying fentanyl and marijuana, and I challenged you to go ahead and Google the results, which I guess, to your credit, you kind of did, except what you really did is you just went straight to the third entry on the results from WebMD, and you completely disregarded the other 37 entries (laughs) of actual cases of that happening completely disregarded it and he goes in the back like yeah 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 we showed him yeah that's right you showed me you know what you showed me you showed me how to ignore results that don't fit your narrative as per the usual Hmm. so uh yeah uh pat yourselves on the back over there big boys uh maybe you should try noticing something you know because you like that kind of stuff too huh fact checkers yeah what a joke. 40 entries on the first page alone, and you pick one because it helps you. <laughs> what a bunch of putzes you guys are. Anyway, Thank go you. Uh, F yourself. Bye. Uh-huh. Damn, dude. <laughs> this really came up as a side portion to a story you're talking about fentanyl uh overdoses being up during the pandemic yes absolutely and you were talking about the different ways people like sometimes who are doing fentanyl because they don't know that some street drug has been cut with it and i asked you uh do they ever put fentanyl in marijuana and you said no or you said you didn't think so what what i was saying was this that people do not put fentanyl and marijuana to sell it to other people if they're going to do that it's going to be for them to consume it's not something that you would have to worry yeah, about so th- this guy called the other day and said Google 
marijuana lays with fentanyl. And yeah, the third entry was three myths from WebMD. Uh, yeah, why would you go, oh, and then you're going to pick WebMD? Web like, that stupid because website. Most of the other, uh, like, uh, he, and he mentioned there were a lot of entries, and there are a lot of entries. A lot of them are like uh, fire departments and police departments suspect or uh, worry that worry might that, be laced with. Um, uh, overdoses on suspected fentanyl laced. If you if you could put fentanyl in marijuana or lace marijuana with fentanyl, so I'm sure somebody's done it. Oh, but sure. just the fact that it, I, I was trying to make the point that it doesn't seem like that's a huge thing that's going on. But I think the real point here is, yeah, if you're worried about something like that, and you're still going to consume marijuana, get it from a licensed dispensary. Right, and you probably would not have to well, worry man, about it being laced. I mean, it could be laced with anything, right? I saw uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, Brad Smith's Brad Pitt's character smokes a uh, a cigarette. A, yeah, it was a cigarette dipped in LSD. So I guess there are all these different combinations. But really, what people should know is e- e- there could be anything. Sure, in yeah, your sure. If, and there's this option now where you can buy it from a clean well-lit dispensary should probably do that yeah that's absolutely the the way to do it maybe it's maybe it's uh, laced with dog poop like in that one cheech and chong movie <laughs> maybe it's got some labrador in it oh man i wonder what great dane would taste like look the point isn't oh you're right and we're wrong i just looked up it says oh no that guy's wrong that guy's wrong for sure Wait, wait, you're saying he's definitely Oh, yeah, he's, and see, he was doing the same thing he was accusing us of. Which you was, didn't pick out the Google search that results I wanted, that I wanted you to pick. And he was trying to get <laughs> cherry-pick Google results. And I wasn't saying, oh, go show your... Oh, we showed okay, him. But I think, was saying, go Google yourself. Do, do you think it's a good point that instead of buying street drugs, which te- could have anything in them, buy them from a dispensary and it's sure, much, let's le- say m- the much safer? Sure, official position of the Mo Show is... Yeah, don't buy illegal black market drugs. That's the official position. You could buy weed and find out that it's not weed at all. It's oregano, <laughs> you know? Well, no. that. Oh, yeah, that probably has happened to people before. But. <laughs> That's probably happened to people before. Anyway, I think the real safe takeaway would be if you're legal age, and, and I say for smoking marijuana, I say the jury's still out on the effects even for people in their early 20s. No, no, the effects aren't still out. It definitely will... Mess with your brain yeah. development. So if you've got a developing brain, which develops into your mid-20s, I would say yeah. to play it super safe, you should stay away from marijuana. But if you're going to do it, uh, don't start doing it until you're 25, 26. And get it from a dispensary because there's at least some kind of standards in there. If you're buying it from a guy under a bridge... Yeah, don't buy know, that guy. Don't who knows what's going to be in that? I'm... I mean, let's not get so what do you think twisted about, the- about our you know different interpretations of our Google search result and just talk about the actual thing is, yeah, it's probably safer to go with the legal option sure. than to go with the illicit option. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, do you think he's pro or anti-marijuana? Or do you just think he was saying... I don't know. He's got an axe to grind, but I'm not sure what it is. Right. Did also, like he, he sounds w- like anti-Snopes, which you, I think Snopes Oh, you, you like fact-checking. Things, right, you? right. Who has a problem with fact-checking? Fact-checking. Hey, morning, Joe. Um, something just hit me while you guys were playing the Chris Christie and the M&M's bit. Uh, there's a candy, and I had a struggle with this when I was high on Mary Jane. Uh, it's called Kinder Bueno. And if you go to the store, they have a king size. It's four candies in one packet. 
Uh-huh. Do you know what Kinder Bueno is? Yeah, those are good. Am I saying it correctly? Is si. it Kinder Bueno? Kinder Bueno. <laughs> uh, I always buy two because you get them cheaper. So when I was, like I said, I was out of it, I opened it and I thought, oh, but there's four candies in it. And I said, okay. So I open it and I see two individual wrappers. So I said, oh, shoot, okay. So I opened those two wrappers. And then on top of that, I thought, oh, my God, please, I need to get to the candy. I open it, and guess what? The individual candies are wrapped up in freaking wrappers. Now, when you're high, you're just like, oh, my God, this is the most complicated thing in the entire universe. I mean, it's got so many wrappers on it that I don't know at this (laughs) point if I should eat the candy or have sex with it. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm gonna admit I've never had sex, but I'm pretty sure that undressing a woman would be a hell of a lot easier than trying to get to these stupid candies. <laughs> Don't believe me? Go to the store and buy the Kinder Bueno king size. Did you know that there is a phenomenon called rap rage? W R A P rage. Uh, that has its own Wikipedia. Really? It's the common name for levels of anger and frustration resulted from the inability to open packaging. God, I hate that sometimes. I bought like some reading glasses that came in some like a plastic thing, and then inside it had all these ties on. Anyway, to get the thing out, I had to break the glasses. <laughs> oh they, my god! They cost like four bucks. Why did you have to break them? Because they had these little twisty ties, and it got to the point where it's just like, all right, I need to, how am I going to do this? Break why, it. Why would you wrap something up to the level that somebody's going to be Houdini to figure out how to get the thing, especially when the product is only 4 or $5? <laughs> that's, the def, that's the definition of wrap rage, right? Yeah. You broke the product because you had wrap rage. Um. But Chris Christie's really upset with the way they package M&M's and uh, they legalized recreational marijuana in New Jersey this week. That's what kicked that all off. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, I still stand by my assertion that Chopez is a great restaurant and a great bar and that I was really happy to hear that it reopened after being shut down for two years. Look, we shouldn't try and make you be somebody that you're not. Let's let you should just call it Chopis. That's what you've been saying. What did the guy say it's supposed to be called? It's Chopes. 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 You know, the Spanish pronunciation would be Chopes. I could just see that I would have to explain myself. Oh, do you mean Chopes? I would just have to have that conversation over and over again. (laughs) You do, you buddy. I was doing a Google search here. Is Jack Nicholson retired? Because today is Jack Nicholson's birthday. We, and I'm going to get to the calendar. We had this exact conversation about three weeks ago. We were talking about Jack yeah, Nicholson, right. and we were like, this was, this was off air. And we were like, is he retired? No. Yeah, this yeah, was an off air conversation. I looked up his IMDb page. 2010 was the last movie he was in. Mm-hmm. 12 years ago since Jack Nicholson has made a movie. So I guess. He is. I guess he's retired. retired. Yeah. Today's also Earth Day, so we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. You guys have a position on the environment and environmentalism. Sure, I'm for Earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, but Earth first. For Earth There's first. a reason Earth comes first. Mm-hmm. Wind, fire could fight it out for second place, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think Earth, wind, and fire is actually going to be in El Paso. Really? Yeah, I thought I saw that. 
like on the weekend's events. I think Earth, Wind, and Fire has a concert on Sunday. Uh, you can you yeah. can look that up if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sunday, April twenty fourth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. That wasn't planned or anything. No, it was a timely joke. Uh, here are some things that are going to be at TV this weekend. Uh, today on Amazon, the next two episodes of Outer Range on Amazon, right? This is the one that's got Josh Brolin, and he's a rancher in Montana, and then a, suddenly a giant hole maybe to another dimension opens up on his ranch. It had a real lost vibe to it, I thought. I feel lost in your explanation. <sighs> okay, so it's Yellowstone <laughs> meets the multiverse. I don't know. That actually kind like, of sounds interesting. It, you know what it really sounds like, Joanna? Hmm. Yellowstone meets La Brea, possibly. Oh, do you remember La Brea? I do. Did that get canceled? It or? did get canceled. Oh, Buzz, you'll never get to see a saber I quit, tooth. I quit watching. I'm sure they showed a saber tooth. <laughs> On Apple TV uh, Plus today, the Magic Johnson documentary, They Call Me Magic, which includes interviews with Larry Bird, Pat Riley, and Barack Obama. That's on Apple TV. Not to be confused with what HBO Max has going on, which is Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Okay, I'm trying to... A lot of those people, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar says, it's crap. I think Jerry West came out and said, yeah, this is all horse bleep. (laughs) Oh, that that they don't... That it's not true or accurately portraying things. Well, that they... You know, Kareem is a really good writer and he wrote a piece about it is like yeah you just reduce everybody down into a caricature you know and then you put in things that just never happened like i never told a kid to f off when he asked me for my autograph kareem kareem yeah so yeah jerry what and just the and past they made jerry west look like a maniac jerry west is one of the greatest nba players of all time he's the they used his silhouette as the outline of the NBA logo. If you're familiar with that, that's that's Jerry West's silhouette on the NBA oh. logo. They make Larry Bird look like a miserable son of a bee. Uh, it's like everybody's got one problem personality oh, okay. char- one, one, one personality trait and only one. You know, so Kareem is aloof. Magic is fun-loving. They're all one-dimensional. Really. Larry Bird is too competitive, you know. Also on Disney Plus today, The Simpsons, When Billy Met Lisa, a special short where Lisa Simpson does a jam session with Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. I had forgotten Disney got their hooks in The Simpsons. So, of course, it would be on Disney Plus. Joanna, here's something that's coming out on Sunday on Stars, and I want to get your feedback. Are you uh-huh. interested in watching the series premiere of Gaslight? <gasps> oh my God, yes! It's and not... I have Stars. I have a subscription to Stars. Right so on. I'm excited. A drama focusing on the first person to tie Nixon to Watergate, the wife of the Attorney General, who's played by Julia Roberts. Hell yeah! Uh, I think John Mitchell was the Attorney General, and he had this wife, and everybody said, "Oh, she's nuts." Or she's drunk, Crazy. and they also mm-hmm. kidnapped her at one point. Who? The wife of John, I believe. Wait, who John kidnapped Mitchell. 
You know, I think well, some I of these skunk we'll works guys like G. Gordon Liddy. Haldeman? <laughs> was Haldeman right there next to him? I mean, they were definitely putting under her control because she was telling anybody who would listen to her that there were definitely some shady dealings going on. And nobody would listen to her. So at one point, they ended up kidnapping her and holding her pres- uh, prisoner in real life. You know, this is based on the, the real life events. Uh, but that is Gaslit, which premieres Sunday on Stars. All right, let's get to the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events for today. As we mentioned, Jack Nicholson's having a birthday today. He's 85, has not made a movie since 2010, so we believe Jack Nicholson is is retired. Speaking of winning time in the Lakers. Oh, yeah, he, he shows up as a minor character. Like, they have a guy over there on the sidelines. Is that That's supposed to be Jack Nicholson. Have you seen Winning Time? No, I just say all the news reports about it, and I, I find it so dramatic that I find the news reports as interesting. <laughs> Uh, today is National Baseball Day. Today is also National Jelly Bean Day. Mm, I love Ugh. my jelly beans. And National Teach Children to Save Day. So to do my part, Nico, if you haven't looked into the uh, matching 401k plan, you should probably do that. I prefer you know, a Roth IRA. Yeah. yeah. You should probably it's the, start. It's about compounded interest. That's what you really want. Or at least, you know, a jar where your loose change can go. I figured <laughs> I should just put $50 of every paycheck away somewhere. Can you put $50 yeah. of every paycheck away? Well, that's a But good I haven't. Save that for a rainy day. Yeah. Uh, so today is National Teach Children to Save Day, and I think I just did. Thank you, buddy. Birthdays today include Machine Gun Kelly, who is 32. Ugh. He definitely got something done. He had uh, like male pattern baldness, right? Oh yeah, Isn't he a guy who you think had plugs. No, he or, definitely had uh, hair hair plugs, uh, like hair, hair transplant. transplant. Yeah. yeah. You and I were watching the the doctor go through the YouTube video of, and his like scar patterns and mm-hmm. stuff. You're like, up, oh, yep, that's where they got that from. Oh, look at this! Amber Heard is having a birthday today. She's 36 today. 36. Mira from Aquaman and the Justice League movies, and she used to be married to Johnny Depp. I wonder if they're still together. You never hear anything about out. them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't hear anything it about really them. It really seemed like true love. Oh, you know, what's this on Court TV? Oh, uh, I think that's the new show they're in. <laughs> uh, Sherry Shepard is 55. Formerly on The View, and also played Tracy's wife Angie on Thirty Rock. Angie, I love you. Actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan turns fifty-six today. He's Negan on The Walking Dead. Nico, who did he play in Watchmen, the movie? Uh, the comedian. Yeah, he was yeah. the comedian. He was also the uh, Batman's dad in the Justice League. No, I was going to say but the he was. first season of Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't he a ghost and then, like, somebody on Grey's Anatomy ended up having sex with that ghost? He was a real person who died. And then, uh, who was the actor, Catherine Heigl, who ended up hooking up with the ghost? Well, the memory of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can you blame her? I know, right? (laughs) If a ghost that looked like Like Jeffrey Jeffrey Jen Morgan came to me, 100% down. Came to you? You came to him? Either or. Or you came together to each other. To each other. (laughs) 70s rock legend Peter Frampton, 72 today. 
There's I'm putting that on the list of albums. You got to listen to Frampton Comes Alive. It's a double album, but definitely Frampton Comes Alive. Frampton Comes Alive. What's good about Peter Frampton? I feel like I haven't heard about him. Really. He had some kick-ass songs on Frampton Comes Alive. He starred in the '70s Sgt. Pepper's uh, Lonely Hearts Club Band movie. He was a star of that. <laughs> Sometimes he makes his guitar do this voice box things where it's oh, like, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that is really cool. Uh, so Peter Frampton, '72. John Waters, the groundbreaking and somewhat subversive filmmaker whose movies include Pink Flamingos, Hairspray, and Crybaby, I believe. Speaking oh, of Johnny yeah. Depp, that was a John Waters joint. Uh, John Waters is 76. Jack Nicholson, 85, as we mentioned. 52 years ago on this date, in 1970, the first Earth Day was celebrated. And this is Earth Day today, so the tradition continues. And uh, a happy Earth Day to everybody. Recycle what you can, I guess. Yeah. Try not to use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't pollute. <laughs> Don't pollute. Don't, you know, flick your cigarette butts outside. <laughs> yeah. But I think it could go far beyond that, you know? Really? Yeah, move toward renewable sources of energy, you know? Something I've been meaning to do. Um, but uh, happy Earth Day, everyone. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can follow them on social media or visit PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. And this weekend, Flip Schultz is at the El Paso Comic Strip. Good morning, Flip. Good morning, Buzz. Let's make sure that microphone's on there, Nico. Is this my? There, there I am. Yeah. Good Good morning. Been, has it been a few years since you've been, been in El Paso? Uh, six years. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's been a couple years. Every time I see anybody, it's been at least a couple years. Yeah, well. Because pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Right? At, p- pandemic's like dog years in comedy now. Just <laughs> <laughs> however many years it's been, add like two. Yeah, but it's been like six years. It's been six years. Yeah, it was like February of 16, last time I was here. Well, welcome back. Well, thanks, man. And I guess you had a show last night, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Was that uh, a steakhouse? It was great. <laughs> no, it's at the comic strip. It was at the comic strip, of El course. Paso comic strip. The 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 oldest, long uh, longest lasting comedy club in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Yep. Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. In Texas, definitely. Texas. Like it's older than the one in Dallas that's above the fondue place. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Above the fondue, the fondue yeah. place. Uh, yeah, the, there's one that's above a, a melting pot, and it's a like a like a laugh factory or something. I think. Uh, no, in, that was that. Uh, you're thinking of the Arlington Improv. No, 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 not the Arlington Improv. I'm thinking of, this one's in Addison. The Addison Improv. Sorry, okay. the Addison right, Improv. Fine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's older than that. This, <laughs> I, no, the comic strip was actually built. Uh, over a TGI Fridays in the eighties, <laughs> and it's it's maintained. Flip, do you still have a binder? Nico, I'm not j- talking to you. 
I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, my yes, my comedy book. Do you still have your comedy? I binder? still have my comedy binder. Yeah. So Buzz, a flip is the only comic. I well, not the only, but one the few comics I see that really organizes his jokes so well that he has a binder and he he will. That, he's not the only one. That guy who won that first season of Last Comic Standing had a binder. Debt fan? Debt fan Dat had fan? a binder. Are you com- you're comparing me no, to Debt no, fan? No, no, no. Are you comparing me to If we're talking binder comics. Wait a it minute. Goes, it goes Debt fan, Flip, Schultz, Nico, and Jimmy. <laughs> Those are your binder Gallagher. comics. Gallagher. Gallagher. <laughs> how did I go from an organized comic to a prop comic? <laughs> <laughs> Two senses. I, I was always very Do you impressed. get picked on for having a binder? Uh, no, but I always had my notebook with me, and I made sure to, you know, I, I took some of the writing lessons I learned from uh, Flip about organizing and keeping your, your stuff together. He he even grades the, the the way that the joke worked. No, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's like, that fan. That was an A. That's that was that a B. Fan. That's yes. that fan. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite OCD. Didn't you get kicked out of a comedy hangout like after a show be, until you went and took your binder out to the... Because Willie Barsenti let was me bring you my were going to steal jokes my... from him? <laughs> 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 hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro, listen. Nickel or whatever your <laughs> no, name is. Listen, no, hey, bro. No. Take that binder and go put it in your car. You can hang out with us. You're cool, bro. But not with that binder. Nerd. <laughs> Comedy nerd. Actually, you guys got the tone of the conversation right. Yeah. yeah. I know Willie well enough. <laughs> uh, we oh, got, that's funny, man. We got into a, a debate yesterday, and I'd like to hear your appearance because you're probably. You remember when the mullet was a popular hairstyle? Uh, of course I remember when the mullet was a popular hairstyle. When, when was it not? Um, so. This guy, Kiefer Sutherland, says right. that he he thinks he accidentally created the mullet because in Lost Boys, Lost Boys, yeah, they wanted them all to have like '80s metal band hair. Mm-hmm. But he thought, well, Billy Idol's hair looks cool, so I'm going to do that up front and then let it long in the back. And he says he thinks he accidentally might have created the mullet. I want to point out David Bowie was rocking a mullet. That's right. At least Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust yeah. had a full on mullet ten years before Lost you know, that's Boys. That's so Kiefer. <laughs> That trying is to take so credit, like he's the first guy who ever tackled a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember seeing Lost Boys, and I, I didn't run out and dye my hair blonde or anything, but I do remember thinking that his hair was, and these were probably my exact words, bitching. I thought, yeah, he's mm. got bitching hair, but he's not the only one. Like the guy who played Bill and Bill and Ted was in oh, that the, movie. Yeah. Uh, Alex Winter. Alex Winter, yeah, had, that's right. He had a... He had a rock in my... But is that real? That is a Canadian waterfall. <laughs> 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 that is uh, an absolute stunning mullet. So he wasn't even the only one in that movie who had a mullet. But I made the point, I would consider what Jason Patrick, Michael, in Lost Boys was wearing. Don't worry, I got visual aids for you. See? I wouldn't call that a mullet. That's where we broke down. So we both agreed that Alex Winter and Kiefer T-shirt. Sutherland have had a mullet. I wish there was more of a side picture. So this is Jason Patrick, long in the back, short or shorter on the side. Yeah, but still he has bangs. The bangs you can't have a mullet with bangs. Yeah, that's a good definition. Good I mean, yeah. Ah, see, if you guys weren't were were more cogent in your argument well, you would have made that argument i didn't notice well, that you part. could clearly see that's not a mullet 
Well, yeah. I gotta pull up this picture of Seinfeld. But I mean, I think that's the rule. Bangs cancel mullets. <laughs> you can't have one or the other. Business up front, party in the back. That's... I thought if your hair was significantly longer in the back than it was on the sides, like if you kept it ear level, but then the back goes all the way down to the nape well, of your yeah, neck. I was gonna say, long hair in the back does not a mullet make. Okay? How far down in the back? Does it have to go to the neck or can it go just to the top of the shoulder? Uh, By the way, the I should disqualify you. Neither one of you were born when Lost Boys even came out. Why no, are you part but of I this had conversation? An uncle with a mullet in the 90s. Yeah, we have right? <laughs> <laughs> mullet by association. We've had to live through the effects of the mullet for the past 20 years. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, you guys are saying that's a mullet. Class. Clearly, it's a mullet. That's a Tennessee yeah. top hat. Yep. That's a Missouri compromise. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. That is a Mississippi mud flap if I've ever seen one. But that's an extreme example. Flip. That's an extreme, extreme example. That is a yes. That's a mullet. Uh, a mullet that it, it's like a Highlander. They can be only one. <laughs> the, the mullet most powerful and all mullet. Powerful yeah. mullet. Yeah. Other mullets quiver in its presence. Right. Sometimes they, the other mullets will just fall. They, other mullets feel very achy breaky yeah. around that mullet. Now, here's where we really get down to it, and this is my main contention. For most of the run of Seinfeld, I think Jerry was sporting a mullet. Hold on. I got the picture for you. There's the, there, right. That's now like, I want you to call it. So that's it, mullet light. Uh, that, yeah, but it's still a mullet. Is so it? this is Jerry. It's short. He doesn't have bangs, although he does have... I think Jerry probably had some receding hairline at that yeah, point, so he's yeah. growing it out a little bit. On the side, it's over the ears, and in the back, it's down to his collar flip. Ah, see, that's tough. Yeah. Do you count that as a mullet? That's really the... That's the dividing line to me, is whether or not you consider Jerry to be sporting a mulfeld. See, because if I go by my uh, theory of bangs, this cancels it out. But the see, okay, here's why this. I don't think this is a mullet. I think this is just longer coiffed hair in the back. One, as a, as another Jew, we can't pull up mullets. There are no Jewish mullets. We can invest in them, but we can't wear them. And number two. The side of his hair is the same length as the back of his hair. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. What are you seeing? Uh, no, I'm no, seeing his, the not, side not, of his no, no, hair. No, 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 no. Like not the way it falls down, but it's it, 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 it's it, fluffiness. It, it's fluffiness. It's yeah. it's it's density is the same as right. the back. There's no differential between the side and the back as far as fluffiness. It's like all. It's it's almost like one big piece of hair. That went on top of his head. There's no difference in. And you're saying in a mullet, you want to see a clearly defined. A clearly defined. The the the, the sides I, are shorter, like to, to almost to the skull. I guess where I fall on this is that in the '90s, a lot of people started making fun of '80s mullets. I would argue while they were still sporting '90s mullets, they were just kind of toned down, but they were still definitely of the mullet ethos. Hmm. <laughs> this 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 is um this is. This can only be uh, accomplished uh, as far as having an answer in one way, um, and that's in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we might have to agree to disagree on this one until we can settle it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in with a more confrontational style. Yes. Okay. Uh, you're going not. But mullet I'm going not J mullet okay. on Seinfeld. All right. 
I think you're giving him a pass as a fellow comedian and a fellow Jew. Well, <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. What's the deal? What's the deal with a mullet? Do I have a mullet? <laughs> or do I not? Is a man defined by his mullet? <laughs> okay. If you cut a mullet, does it not bleed? bleed? <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Flip Schultz is here. It's time to get into uh, news headlines. And Nico brings us the news every morning at around this time. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. El Paso native and R&B star Khalid will headline Major League Soccer's All-Star Concert ahead of its annual All-Star Game in August. The concert will be one of several events for the days leading into the MLS All-Star Game and will take place on Monday, August 8th at the Commons in downtown Minneapolis. And Texas executed its oldest death row inmate last night who was convicted of fatally shooting an officer in 1990. Texas executed Carl Bunchen on Thursday evening for the 1999 murder of a Houston police officer. At 78, he's the oldest prisoner ever to be executed in the state. Nearly 32 years ago, Bunchen fatally shot a Houston police officer, James Irby, during a traffic stop. While Irby was talking to the driver, Bunchen, who, is, who at 46 had a history of drug-related and violent felonies, got out of the passenger side and shot the officer once in the forehead and twice Jesus. in the back. Prison records say that there was heroin also in the trunk. While fleeing the scene, Bunchen shot at a driver in a carjacking attempt, fired at another officer, and held another person at gunpoint before being arrested. And in national news, some Republicans are criticizing the Biden administration for appealing a federal court ruling that tossed the CDC's mask mandate out on mass transit. Federal regulators and some health experts say masks are still needed in crowded indoor settings like airplanes. But in Florida on Thursday, Governor Ron DeSantis said COVID mandates are less about safety and more about control. You got audio for that? All right. The CDC weighed in, saying the Justice Department should move forward with an appeal to protect the public health. This traveler agrees. A uh, flips a Florida guy. I got to assume he's a big DeSantis fan, so uh, careful. You assume wrong. Right. Okay, you're not okay. Oh, my God. I thought everybody no, no, no. automatically loved the governor. No, I don't state. live in that part of Florida. Florida, <laughs> Florida is... is- Florida's really the only state where the further north you go, the further south it feels. Yes. You don't get to the deep south until, until you've gone until to the north, north Florida. Florida. The, Florida. <laughs> the deep yeah. north Florida. Yeah. yeah it, it's completely schizophrenic state. When you it get is. down to Miami, you know, it's, it's one of the most diverse, inclusive you know what's cra- like, places I, you've I ever grew, been. I grew up in like South Florida, and it, yeah, it's inclusive. It was like, I had a great childhood. It wasn't until I left Florida when I was in my 20s that I realized how much crazy stuff was happening there. That I never realized. I would. Ass- I assume it's the same way somebody who finally gets out of Scientology feels. <laughs> Until you're on the outside Until looking like, back at. That's you know? what we were believing. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's. You're you're our real life Florida man. We have a Florida man here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mo. I'm I'm as much a Florida man as Seinfeld has a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Almost half of Americans, 137 million people, are experiencing more days of very unhealthy and hazardous air quality than in the previous two decades combined. This, according to a new report published this week by the American Lung Association. The annual State of the Air report looked at Americans' exposure to two types of air pollution, ozone, also known as smog, and particle pollution, also known as soot. 
it found that over 63 million Americans are now impacted by deadly particle pollution, an increase of nearly 9 million people from previous years. In a statement, the EPA said, improving air quality is a major priority for EPA, and we appreciate the American Lung Association's focus and attention on air quality. I think it's all that recreational weed that's contributing. That's the main. It's New Mexico's yeah, fault. It's yeah, it's billowing over from New Mexico. Probably. <laughs> well, if that's the case, eventually we'll forget about the problem. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> See, some some problems are their own solution. Yep, they go up in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A cat who's taken social media by storm oh, is no. heading for Not public again. office. Jinx the cat is set to be named mayor of Hell, Michigan. That's right, H E L L. The black cat became famous on social media platforms for her unusually large eyes. Oh, she's got and some kind of eye. It's some kind of cat thyroid problem. Or something Joanna, can you see that? Like, oh my god! Oh Look my. at that. That's Jinx the cat. Adorable. Uh, became famous on social media for uh, unusually large eyes and big feet. Jinx will apparently be the first animal to serve in the role as mayor and will be sworn in on April 24th. I don't think this is a celebrity cat because Joanna, our resident cat lady, had Had never heard heard. of Jinx the cat. So how could it be a celebrity cat if she hadn't heard of him? Oh my God. Look at the picture of the the flower around the bonnet. Please just pull that one up for Joanna. Oh my God. Isn't that adorable? That is so cute. Uh, In case you're wondering, the town... No, that looks cruel. That looks like that cat looks about as happy as when you got to put a plastic cone on a dog's head. That's just you do that out of buzz. medical necessity. You don't know when they're happy. You don't know when you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that. In case you're wondering, the town of Hell, Michigan, because of its name, has an interesting way to raise funds. For $100, Hell lets people serve as mayor of the town for one day. And yes, you can be a remote mayor in case you're wondering. Ah, so I was the mayor, mayor of, of Hell. Hell. <laughs> oh, I got it. So this cat isn't from Hell. No, He's just going to be the mayor, mayor of, of hell. hell. Reverend Vaughn of Hell says, Our mayor of the day package is the perfect gift for the Reverend of Hell. <laughs> says, Our mayor of the day package is the perfect gift for those who are hard to buy for and or have everything. They get to have one hell of a fun day. How do they spell hell, I wonder? H-E-L-L. With, with two L's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does it ever snow there? I just want to know. <laughs> yeah. Because it, if, if it's in, where is it, Minute? If hell freezes. Michigan. Say? Michigan. It's probably cold day in hell all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time, man. And hell freezes over. Hell does freeze over, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So National vaccination coverage for kindergartners during the 2021 school year fell below the na- nationwide target of 95%, according to the CDC. This includes MMR, Tdap, varicella, basically all the vaccines that younger children need to get. So we're not talking about COVID, COVID. vaccine. We're mm-hmm. talking about the vaccines Regular that vaccines. everybody should be getting for their kids. Exactly. And which everybody up until like 30 years ago did. Which is normal. And although the dro- drop was small, uh, the CDC says that the analysis underscores growing concerns that pandemic disruptions could inadvertently lead to a growing number of vaccine-preventable illnesses among children. The analysis did not include COVID-19 vaccines, which were authorized for children five and older at the end of 2021. You know, anytime somebody mentions like a vaccine controversy, my mind automatically goes toward the COVID COVID, vaccine. But that could be somebody doesn't want to get the MMR for their kids. Or the Tdap, which is MMR, measles, mumps, rubella. Uh, 
you know, which was also the worst '80s band ever. Measles, mumps, <laughs> mumps rubella. and rubella, right? Until rubella left, and then it was just and then measles, it was measles and, mumps. and mumps. And then rubella started his own version and got a replacement. Measles and mumps, right? But it wasn't the same. Yeah, they were playing pachanga the last I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the VH1 special behind the measles? Behind the, behind measles, the measles. Oh yeah. my god! All right, All right. moving on. <laughs> Some police officers may not be prepared for this job. A farm animal is keeping Florida law enforcement officers on their toes. Recently, the Tallahassee Police Department took to YouTube to release body cam footage of officers trying to capture a loose goat at night. The footage shows the animal running around an apartment complex with one cop heard saying, Am I supposed to tackle a goat? Are you crazy? That thing's got pointy things. I'm from New Jersey. That's what the cop is saying? Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. We don't see goats. The goat was big, and so were his horns. The animal was eventually caught in a hallway, but it was not clear how it got away or where it came from. Okay. You want to hear a little bit of that? There's audio? Yep. Yeah, of Let course. Me... <laughs> All right. Could you taser it? or? No, that'll ruin the meat. Mm, okay. <laughs> and with the news, I'm that, good. That's it, huh? That's it. All right, well, let me throw in a couple of stories. That's how we're ending it. That was a very short... On the goat. Uh, In California, a guy is accused of exposing and pleasuring himself outside of a hair salon. And what it sounds like is all the ladies that were getting their hair done had to sit there and watch it. Although they called police, according to salon employee Felona McLaughlin, uh, the police took their sweet time getting there. So they had to watch this guy go about his business. Completed. Did you hear that? He came and went before the police ever showed up. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, in my defense... Oh, was that you? <laughs> hair salons. <laughs> hair salons are incredibly sexy places. And if a perm doesn't do it for you... <laughs> Then maybe the mullet <laughs> that one lady had. Joanna, did you see this story during the weekend? What? The one about this guy? Because no. in my news app, all of that was showing was the picture of the guy, but mm-hmm. with his crotch blurred out while he's sitting on a chair. Oh and, my God. And I guess the ladies from the salon had been taking pictures of him. I guess to put on Facebook or to do whatever. <laughs> Which is probably, he was thrilled by that, right? Like a flasher, wouldn't he be, hey, you're taking pictures of me. Well, he wasn't. I really I'm, got your attention now. He wasn't smiling, but he was kind of smirking. Like, you know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I, think they put, I think they put it on Instablam. <laughs> um, I, I could have said a different one, but you'd have to bleep it out. Flip, do you know what's going on between uh, Johnny Depp and his ex uh, wife, I, I Amber heard. heard. You heard? Uh, I, I, Today's I Amber, heard, but to, not very in-depth. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wrote a, an opinion piece for the Washington Post right. where she talks about being a victim of domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. She never names Johnny Depp. She doesn't use Johnny Depp's name. But she doesn't level any specific accusations against him. But this is what he's suing over. Right. Was that everybody assumed it was him. Defamation of character. Yeah, defamation of character. $50 million. I don't think he really intends to win the lawsuit. I think it's just like, well, I'm going to drag all of this dirt. You know, both of us are pretty awful people to mm-hmm. each other. 
and I'm just going to drag it all out, but at least people are going to... I think Amber Heard or her lawyers are going to get up in a court of law on the record under oath and say, well, that that article, she wasn't referring to you because that's how you, you would win that case. Right. You know, and then Johnny Depp can go, all right, just so the whole world knows, you weren't talking about me, mission accomplished. And I think he's kind of really tarnishing... His own reputation. But hers as well. Yeah. And now he's brought poor Paul Bettany into this. I say poor Paul Bettany. I don't know. He's an innocent bystander. I don't know if he's that innocent because I guess they're buddies and part of this is they were reading aloud Johnny Depp's text to Paul Bettany in which Johnny Depp and maybe Paul Bettany are fantasizing about killing and Amber Heard and, and desecrating her corpse. Yeah. So Johnny Depp... Uh, but his point is, I never hit her, and she wrote this thing implying that I hit her, although she didn't mention him by name. Uh, you certainly did. So now I wonder if Paul Bettany's like, dude, r- yeah, we didn't agree to this. I was joking. Because Paul wow. Bettany always seems like a pretty reasonable, you know. I yeah. can I, Johnny Depp. I can see Johnny Depp being a you know a real loose cannon, but. Paul, Paul Bettany? Bettany? Yeah. I mean, was he goading it on? Was he saying, yeah, and let's do this? Or was he just passively like, uh, you, you ever got, like, somebody forwards you something that you don't agree with or approve of and you just don't know what to say? Yeah, you know, they yeah. send you a vaguely racist meme yeah. or something and you're just like, how do I respond, respond to, to this? That. Yeah. Somebody sent me a, a video of a guy pleasuring himself outside of a beauty salon. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to respond how to this. How did Nico get your text number? How did he get your number? No idea. Uh, here's some no, more. That's weird. Though, here's some more of the drown her before we burn her. And so, if this is going on in a court of law, these texts they can who makes them public? Does Don, Johnny Depp have to release these, or do they? No, I think can they, they bring they up could, anything you've ever texted? Yeah, they could subpoena the phone records. Oh crud! I mean, I'm not worried because <laughs> I, I really play by my own rules here, which is. You know, I'm not going to do anything on my own phone, assuming it's never going to be seen. I just, worst case scenario, yeah, they're going to drag this out and show it on TV. Yeah. They're not going to do that with me because I'm not Johnny Depp, but. What? Yeah, I know. You, you thought you were talking to Johnny Depp this really whole time. I really did. Okay, so. They're, but uh, it doesn't say anything that Bettany's responding to. So they're not. Is he like, <laughs> yeah, let's burn her L- around LOL. Her. LOL. Right. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Right. What's Paul Bettany's they, part in all this? Right. Like, or is so, he just like, "Hey, my very troubled friend is having a moment. He's venting, yeah. so I'm not gonna, you know." Yeah. Like I, that. That's something I would do. Like, if my friend was saying something like that, I just you know get it like, out. New, right. new phone. Who did? <laughs> Yesterday in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, I'm fascinated by this. Anybody, let me know if you're getting bored by this, but I'm pretty fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. By this spectacle. It's on court TV. It's streaming on YouTube. Um, I pulled up my uh, inter- my Fire Apple Fire TV, and it had and the thing the on cover it? of Johnny Depp oh. Heard on the cover. Uh, yesterday, I had Nico going to get his car because it conked out on him. So I'm, we're driving, and they're doing it on Fox. Yeah, on the satellite radio, Fox, Fox. News, and they're just leaving the f words in, man. Like an f word is not even a big thing anymore. Well, if, no, as no, long this is as a court it's a trial, yeah, they're, they're re- they were reading 
the text messages. No, they were live at the court. At the court, and they, reading but they the were text airing it without up. beeping out the. I guess like uh, it's a news story, so you can use you know whatever language. Speaking of which, I figured out what was wrong with my car. Yeah, what it, was wrong? It was overheating, and it needed something called coolant. So really, yeah, it was all out. That's why I say you should maintain your uh, vehicle. Like get oil changes done and it stuff. It got oil changes regularly. Okay. When did they check the coolant? Just tell them when you go in, say, you know, check all the fluids. The fluids? Yeah. Okay. So they're reading. Speaking of fluids, back to the Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, Amber's attorney is reading a weird text exchange where they Johnny talks about going for the throat, and then it takes a weird kind of sexy turn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny Depp is getting laughs. Sorry, could you from read the that again? jury and from whatever audience they're allowing in there? Like Johnny Depp is getting laughs. He had good timing on that That's joke. Great timing. Yeah. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> right. I didn't quite hear you the first two times. <laughs> Yeah, you picked up on Johnny Depp and the way that he talks. Johnny Depp was born in Kentucky, raised in Florida. So I don't know where this accent uh, comes from. It's kind of a mix of uh, whiskey and methamphetamine. (laughs) I think it's a mix of Hunter S. Thompson and maybe Orson Welles. Maybe. Maybe a little bit of that, yeah. Yeah. Listen, can I tell you I've seen my dog's feces a lot. (laughs) I study it. I like... I love those teacup Yorkies very much. I accidentally smoked it one time. I did. I did. <laughs> it got too close to my stash. It, and what are you going to do? It gets too close to the stash. You got to smoke it. And when I'm it not going to let the dog poop go to waste. No, no. <laughs> and I've seen that poop, but the poop in my bed was not my dog's poop. It was Amber's poop. So somebody called and said, "Oh, you're making fun of Johnny Depp." And he's the well, victim in all okay, of this. Okay, because well, at the at the beginning of the trial, when Johnny Depp's turn to present his side, he was saying that he's the victim of male abuse, male domestic abuse, essentially. This whole thing has also taken on this weird MRA. You know, like these men's rights are getting in there, and now Johnny Depp is a champion for men. You know, who feel like, oh, we we always get the short end of the stick in mm-hmm. any of these things. I'm definitely making fun of the way Johnny Depp talks, just because it seems so... Well, the talking is the, the, the cadence the of it. Cadence of the it cadence all. of it. Maybe it's a, it's equal parts Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. Uh, Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. And a little Captain Jack in there, I would say. You know, just a tiny bit of Captain Jack. No, Captain Jack Sparrow's right. like this. You know, he's Keith Richards as Captain Jack You're Sparrow. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, this is more. Now that I hear you do it, it's, I, it's I more. Orson, yeah, you're right, Orson Welles. More of an Orson Welles. In a very small, you don't move your mouth that much when you're doing this. And it's, That's good, <laughs> Flip. I I have my talents, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Johnny Depp, I, I just got to play this one other clip. I think he's charming the people in there because, you know, he's Johnny Depp, and yep. he actually does have some pretty, pretty good timing, which yep. isn't all that surprising. So uh, Amber Heard's lawyer, Benjamin Rottenborn. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. I need to look at Rottenborn. No, that's right. Benjamin Rottenborn. This summer, Matt Damon returns as the Rottenborn identity. (laughs) Who's insisting that there was a specific box that Johnny Depp specifically used to carry his cocaine around in. So we're going to hear Johnny Depp get get a response from the gallery. Or the gal- gallery or galley? 
Gallery. Gallery. Yeah, that's right. About his cocaine box. (laughs) (laughs) They're loving him, right? They're loving it. Uh, you could uh, totally fit some cocaine there. But, yes, maybe. But imagine if you if you really wanted to, you could put cocaine in there along with body parts, and <laughs> maybe little bits. Of, Especially if they'd been drowned and burned first. Of, of course. <laughs> I also that's also where I keep my teacup Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's a multi-purpose box. It's a multi-purpose box, really. It's like Tupperware. Right, for, cocaine. <laughs> for cocaine and poop. Well, I mean, part of the thing is Johnny Depp is is admitting, yeah, you know, I I'm this I'm this guy who u- uses drugs and uses alcohol and mm-hmm. you know says some pretty edgy stuff. He's willing to do that right. as long as it's also taking down her claims, right? I suppose. What if we did an entire hour and everybody has to talk like Johnny Depp? It would be, a f- be, be very, very fascinating. Right. Very boring way to listen I don't to know. things. Johnny Depp sounds like yeah, he's got he, him on tinter hooks. Yeah. Hey, before before we uh, take a break, uh, why don't you ask uh, Flip about Bill Murray and with the whole thing going on with him? That sounds like a whole other kettle of fish that we should probably break. And I don't even know if you're aware of the Bill Murray. I'm thing. not yeah, aware of any so Bill Murray. So we'd thing. have to set it all up. Are you a fan of Bill Murray, though? I love Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do cocaine and poop with him. <laughs> Adam's Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, you know, when you said you think I'm the funniest, a very funny comedian, after hearing that, I really don't I respect anything you, you say. I have, your opinion means Look, nothing to me. I didn't grow up being a rock fan. I'm a hip hop fan. That's what, you Name know. Any member of Led Zeppelin? Peter Frampton. No, dude. Oh, my God. Come on. Do you see how I mean, he it, pisses people yeah. off? Yeah, and he's I, partially he's probably doing it on purpose. Like you know, you can he name a member it. of Led Zeppelin, right? No, a Bonham. J- um, <laughs> go ahead. The Just drummer. Bonham. Bonham. Yeah. Bonham. Are you saying Bottom? Bonham. Bonham. Yeah. Yeah. Bonham. Okay. I barely I'll give know you that him. One. <laughs> you barely give it the. I barely know him. <laughs> Bonham. I barely. I barely know him. met him. Uh, all Jim, right, let's talk about something else rock-related. Sounds like you have appreciation for rock music, Flip. I, I do. Uh, a Reddit user got banned from Reddit permanently for mentioning mentioning the Metallica album "Kill 'Em All," and this was on a this was on a Megadeth subreddit. The subreddit was about Megadeth, and this guy referenced Metallica's "Kill 'Em All" or "Gal." We don't know. Um, they were talking about which debut album of the big four, um, Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica was the best. And the band user commented, quote, kill them all was definitely what originally brought many people into the metal community. I would say from an objective standpoint, it would have to be kill them all to which Reddit responded with quote, You've been permanently banned for violating Reddit's rule against threatening (laughs) violence in the following content. We don't tolerate any behavior that encourages, glorifies, incites, or calls for violence or physical harm against any individual, groups of people, places, or animals. That is very stupid. Right. That would be like getting banned by going, I love Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical. You've been banned for violating... Because you want to get physical with people. I don't know why Johnny Depp was a Reddit guy. 
You've been banned now for being too physical. So if you want to read that voice is going to seep into every bit from now on. Metallica fans, if you want to refer to the album Kill 'Em All, they suggest using the acronym K E A. (laughs) Isn't that the least metal thing you could do? (laughs) No, R H C P. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, they're not metal, but I'm just saying, like, abbreviations come in very handy. Yeah, but a whole forum about Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and... How how would typing in Megadeth not get you banned? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Well, it's one word. Wait, now you're Johnny Depp, too? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon we'll all be assimilated. We'll all be Johnny Depp. Hey, uh, coming in, so I scanned the news a little bit. Yeah. I got my satellite radio so I can listen to the news, and I realized something. CNN is doing 90% of everything they cover, at least in the morning hours, is Ukraine. And right. then 10% on other stuff. So over on Fox, which by the time I'm getting to work, Fox and Friends is already on in the East Coast. Nice. 90% mask and how bad Biden sucks. Mm-hmm. And 10% Ukraine. Ukraine. I, just really weird that it's like, oh, the big story on Fox is Biden mm-hmm. sucks. And masks. And masks. Do you think yeah. uh, nobody's going to come out and say, hey, the pandemic's over, I guess? No, but nobody no. is going to say, oh, we like this is the victory flag. There is no victory flag for something that evolves and changes every day. Yeah, right. but everybody takes different things. Like earlier this week when that judge struck down a mass mandate on mass transportation, you saw the people on the plane. It's like, oh. I, yeah. I think the sentiment is the pandemic's over. It's this got struck not. down, but it's not. No, I just flew yesterday, and there were people on the plane not, not wearing masks, and it freaked me out. I, I, I mean, I wear mine like a condom on a one night stand. I'm not <laughs> taking it off, especially on a plane. But people were like, "Oh, the uh, judge in Florida said it's, it's fine." Like, so what? We're it, still in a tiny little box together. Exactly. Well, here's the thing: it was supposed to end on May fourth, anyways. Uh, so that May was, the fourth. Yeah. May the fourth be with you, and with you as well. Uh, but it was it was not intended to be something that we did forever. So it was going to end eventually, and they just did it sooner. Now I kind of question the CDC appealing the real the ruling because it's going to take at least two weeks probably to get in front of a judge to appeal it. And in the meantime, and everybody's it would, going to be flying around, and and it would we're going to see the numbers will show what's what's happening. Yeah, well, if we get an increase in 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 hospitalizations and deaths, then definitely you'll, there'll be a, a reason for it. Okay, would I be way out of line? First of all, I don't travel by air unless I actually absolutely have to. I'll I'll drive a thousand miles before I'll fly a thousand. miles. Well, I would walk five hundred miles. Yeah, how I'd, about five hundred more? Just to be with uh, <laughs> the man to walk. A thousand miles to fall down at your door. I don't know. I would walk a thousand miles for my little box of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure I had a point in all this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. You don't fly. I don't fly that much. But the time that I did fly, it's like. Well, are the masks really doing all that good if everybody's pulling them down to take a drink and pulling them down to eat some peanuts? I mean, yeah. is it more symbolic. and this is symbolic or performative? If they would just yeah. say, "Yeah, it's symbolic," I'd say, "Oh, it, okay." It's not though. Can I prove to you how it's not? Because in the last also, in the last year, we didn't see uh, flus, uh, the incidence of flu uh, cases. We didn't see the same type of normal 
uh, amounts of disease because everybody was masked up. So also, that just proves that masking actually prevents these kind of things. Here's here's the thing. Is it really out of line for me to say, I've got the vaccine and I got boosted. I'm not really worried about me getting sick. Okay. May, well, because I got vaccined. Uh, I had the two vaccines and I still got it last year. Yeah. But it How was, bad was it? It wasn't that bad. And I'm, I'm, I have asthma, so I'm a little high risk. So uh, I personally believe that that helped. But it doesn't. It's not. Again, the vaccine and the booster—they're not prevent. They're they're not a cure. They're just preventative. Again, like yeah. a condom. So it, you could still get it. But you're doing comedy shows. I'm sure you do comedy shows all over the country, and probably I do a lot on cruise ships, man. Yeah, talk about petri dish. And do people have to mask up when they go see your comedy show? Uh, they have now. They have the option to. It used to be you had to. Yeah. Right. Now they've lessened the. But it's uh, gotten to the point where if you go out for a night's entertainment. Yeah, like last you night probably show. don't. You don't have to wear a mask at a movie, for that matter. Look, Flip. Flip was right. It, it's all about the numbers. The, the, we didn't start these policies because we just wanted to, and out of nowhere, it's because a disease was killing people, and well, we were starting to. I'm tr- very self-centered, and I feel like okay, no. even if I, <laughs> even if no. I got coronavirus, it probably wouldn't put me like in a in a bad position. Maybe it would, but since that's what? off the table. And you got everybody not wearing a mask. You kept your mask on even with all the people, especially with all the people having their mask off. On, on the plane? Yeah. 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 I'll be honest. During, in the airport, when I was like come by myself, walking through the terminal, I took it down just so I could breathe a little better. But on the plane the whole time. Oh, Buzz is a non-masker. No, I'm not. Anti-masker. Well, no, I'm not. Not because, not because you like to. You just do stuff because you're forced to. Like, you really don't think like, oh, I don't really need this mask. But if I have to, then I'll just do it. No, I don't think that accurately. Remember that one guy that was like, welcome, Buzz. You're finally opening your eyes. Oh, God. To the anti-masking community. <laughs> <laughs> no. You were starting to be a paragon for them. I, I think of vac- the vaccine was a big game changer in a lot of no, ways. No, you were, you, were, you were going on a huge rant about the mask. And like, it doesn't even do anything if I'm taking it off and I'm constantly, and then well, I'm, I'm doing this. Ah, ah. What? You were frustrated about masks By very way, much. Nico, that was the worst buzz impression I've ever heard in oh, my life. Oh, that's every buzz okay. impression. But for a while there in a restaurant, it's like, oh, you got to have a mask on. We're going to walk you to your table. Once you're sitting on your table, do away with the mask. I'm just yeah. wondering, what does that What does that do? There, you know what? There's... There's a lot of hypocrisy in the in in in, in the um, uh, uh, mandates for masking, but I th- personally, just me, I think at the end of the day, like and Nico made a very good point. The flu, the the actual regular cold and flu season. Yeah, was you're not getting all kinds. You're getting fewer germs of all kinds. Let me ask you, Buzz. If they didn't force you to do it, would you do it? What mask? I, I like to read the room, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, I'll take my mask in. Fewer and fewer people are masking at the grocery store, Walmart, or whatever. But I feel bad when you check out, and that person who's been sitting there checking people out for eight hours, they've had to wear that mask for eight hours. Mm. Out of respect to them, uh, I'll, I have it with me and I'll put it on, you know, even if I didn't wear it all the time in the store. Does that make any sense, or is that just... No, because it sounds like the sneakiest way to avoid a question is, I like to read the room. Yeah. (laughs) I went went to... The last time I went to church with my mom, we go in the church, and nobody's wearing a mask. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. Well, what's the point of me wearing a mask other than just make a statement? So I took mine off, but my daughter 
absolutely kept hers on the entire time. Did people give her the stink eye? If they did, they were very subtle about it. No, I don't think they gave a, like a 14-year-old the stink eye, but... <laughs> They didn't look very. Are 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 you, are you saying maybe we just ought to wear mask all the time going forward? Oh, I've know? always said that since the very beginning. I love the mask and being in an elevator and not having to feel like I'm breathing the same exact air next. Okay, to people, but, but you you realize there are millions of people who are just like so opposed to that. You're like, one of them, yeah. No, if some if a sign said we prefer if you wear a mask, so I'm you will it do it if you have to. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if I have to, I'll do it. Or if I feel like that's the expectation. If he reads I'll the room. If I read the room. If he reads the room. Haven't you ever gotten in a conversation with somebody and it's like... They're all blind in here. They won't know if I have a mask or not. <laughs> all right, Flip, well, at the yes. comic strip. <laughs> There's a segue for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, comic strip <laughs> tonight, two shows tomorrow, one show Sunday. All right, go out and see Flip Schultz at the El Paso Comic Strip. Get all your tickets at elpasocomicstrip.com or laughtonight.com. All right. And you good. can follow me on social media. Yeah, at, do that. Give us your social meds. My social meds uh, at Flip is funny. At Flip is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Find it all there. Or I might alternate at read the room. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought of doing like a traveling cavalcade of comedy with binder comics, like guys who use binders? So Nico would open. I don't do the binder. I do. I have like my stack of notebooks that I keep. I keep all of my stack of notebooks. Yeah, don't you constantly leave them like I laying do, on bars everywhere. and stuff? I've lost so many good jokes. Right, but, yeah. they're almost like. <laughs> I used to too, but then I have a little box. Oh my notes! <laughs> I keep my notes. My notes. My, my cocaine. notes. My cocaine. My, my dog poop. Your kid. One buck. The three. The right, three. Thank you. Thank you, Flip, for dropping. Back. It's the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Jokes, cocaine, and dog food. <laughs> Makes the world go round. It does. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Uh, a couple of things I would ask uh, both of you to remind me to do. In about 30 minutes, another cash code keyword. Don't let me forget. And the other thing, can anybody guess? Uh, go see a doctor. <laughs> no, that's not what I had in mind. Wrestling tickets. Wrestling. Oh, right. Don't forget, those wrestling tickets for the WWE SmackDown coming to the Pan Am Center <laughs> June 11th go on sale at 10 a.m. So we've got about an hour and 10 minutes for these to qualify as win them before you can buy them tickets. So we're going to have some wrestling tickets to give away. And uh, you can be in the audience to see the stars of WWE SmackDown like Charlotte Flair, the Usos, Kofi Kingston, and many others. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. this morning. So... As long as you guys don't let me forget, we'll be good. For sure. Time for Hollywood Notes and Entertainment News with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Searchlight Pictures suspended production on Being Mortal over complaints about Bill Murray's inappropriate behavior on set. The film that also featured Seth Rogen was supposed to be the directorial debut for Aziz Ansari. According to a letter from Searchlight sent to the cast and crew, filming was suspended over an unspecified complaint saying, quote, late last week we were made aware of a complaint and we immediately looked into it. The sources at the time indicated the production halt was not COVID-19 related, nor did it pertain to Aziz Ansari or Seth Rogen, which is weird. Why would Seth Rogen be the concern? I don't know. When these allegations come out, I wish they, you know, I, I'm not saying they need to be 
specific on every last detail, but just specifically what what's it about? Bill Murray's being accused of something. Is it? I don't is know. It, it just strikes it, me does, that you want does to it know matter? If it's sexual, right? It strikes me that being sexual if Wait, it's does sexual it harassment. Yeah, I think it does. Why? That's worse. Whereas if it's just oh, Bill Murray spoke rudely to me or Bill Murray yelled at me, I see that as so a different a, thing. In a place of work and professionalism, you equate misbehavior, well, or no, the, you don't equate misbehavior as all the same. There's there's levels of mm, this misbehavior. I, in my mind, there is. Yeah. But if it's disrupting the production of the movie, well, something should be done. Well, it's disrupting, but they didn't say what it is or that it had been proven. They just right, said the that there was a, an allegation. Commented. Or well, there had right. been an accusation, I guess. Details are super thin on it right now, but uh, what I'm reading about that this means the movie being mortal could never see the light of day uh, as a canned production. Now, most of the mm-hmm. stories that we've heard about Bill Murray are about him being charming and showing up in random right. places and hanging out with regular people and things like that. But there are uh, other stories. Apparently, he really lit into Lucy Liu during Charlie's Angels. Do you want to like, hear about that? I kind of know. Like, he told her she was a bad actress, you know, and kind of, you know, verbally let her have it. According to Lucy Liu, Bill Murray made inexcusable and unacceptable comments about her while filming the movie. But not just her. Also, the director of Charlie's Angels, Joseph McGinty Nickel, said he was headbutted by the beloved comedian on like set. Physically like headbutted? physically headbutted? An inch later and my nose would have been obliterated, he told okay. The Guardian in 2019. I guess... Yeah, all right. That's pretty bad behavior. Um, While filming the 1993 movie Groundhog's Day, Bill Murray allegedly got into a physical altercation with a close friend and the movie's director, Harold Harold Ramis. Yep, that's why they never did the Ghostbusters again, because they had that falling out during Groundhog Day. A physical altercation. They created an amazing, enduring work of art in Groundhog Day. At the cost of their friendship for 20 years. Are you right. saying that the art was worth whatever goes into making the art? Yeah. Really? Even in being, being a terrible person? a very good friend over something like that is worth it? No. I wish they could have sorted it out. Wait, but no, I'm no, just no, saying wait. that people getting passionate about their passion, which, you know, is making movies. So, so far, everything art. I'm saying so far is totally excusable. You're excusing the behavior, like the headbutting of the director. Not as bad as like a sexual harassment thing. Well, why does it have to be one or the other? Can't you still call out bad behavior for bad behavior and not say, well, at least he didn't rape somebody? Well, okay. Well, at least he didn't rape somebody. But if he's headbutting directors, I don't think that's a and good thing. disrupting the production... Well, the, no, we don't. We don't give the, a pass on that. The we should. Production is disrupted because of the accusation. We don't know what the accusation. What does is. it matter if this what, person? I think it matters what the accusation. I don't. I don't think it does. It I think. Matter, I think if it's disrupting production, and it's it's and it's making your cast and crew uncomfortable. Os- you're not going to turn out a very good product after that. Oscar uh, I would Whit- disagree. I would say that a lot of products have turned out great, and people, you know, during the what created that product. Might have been messy. It might have been contentious. It might have been so. As long as it's professional, as long as it's not sexual, you're cool with it. Whatever it took to get that made, as long as you didn't do some weird sex stuff. Uh, I mean, sure. poor Shelly Duvall is now living out in a ranch in Texas. But I mean, she put out a great product in The Shining. Coppola, I mean, not Coppola. Kubrick got the performance he wanted. No, I'm. I, I, that's not what I mean. It's not. Well, that sounds exactly, not, exactly what you say. What I don't you know. Said. 
I, I again, I I'd like to know what the Oscar winner is. Richard. Well, I'm, did, he I'm, yell, I'm, did he yell at somebody? I'm did laying he, out other accusations, so you can comment on all these other ones and okay. say whether he's bad or not. New game. Will Buzz excuse this or not? Yeah, let, will Buzz excuse this or not? Okay, um, let's start with the Lucy Lou. Murray, uh, Murray made inexcusable and un- unacceptable comments about Lucy Lou while filming uh, Charlie's Angels. What, excusable what, or not? What were they? Well, you you even know you said you know the comments. So yes or no? You can't criticize somebody. You can't say you're you're not a you're a bad actress. You're what, not a good actor. Was was he not bad? Was he good? The good guy or bad guy in this? How, how are we going to do this, Joanna? What's I, don't, the, I don't think it's a good guy or bad guy. Yeah, what would you say, Joanna? I would say that he's just, let's just do the good guy or bad guy, go. No, because that doesn't work for me. Okay, an inch later. <laughs> Look at how it's, okay, it's, what about headbutting Joseph McGinty Nickel, the director? Yeah, probably out of line. <laughs> okay, what about um, in 1993, while uh, Oscar winner Richard Dreyfus accused Murray of throwing an ashtray at his face when the two co starred in the 1991 movie, what about Bob? Dreyfus also slammed Murray as a drunken bully. Well, that was his opinion. Okay. What about the throwing but of the ashtray? what about the throwing of the ashtray? You, pr- you shouldn't throw an ashtray at people. The film's producer, Laura Ziskin, also accused Murray of threatening to throw me across the parking lot. Hey, he Look didn't do it. Like, but did he do yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't do it. Well, you were just saying that all the things that Johnny Depp was texting were terrible, but he didn't do them. Well, what about this? He just said uh, he was going to throw a woman across the parking lot. Nico, I'm going to throw you across this parking lot. I don't think it would become a court case if I said that to you. What if you texted it to me? I'm going to throw you across this parking lot. Depends on if I put a smiley emoji or not. Oh, my God. Way back in 1978, Murray got into an infamous altercation with comedian Chevy Chase yep. on the set of Saturday Night Live. That's a famous one. Chevy Chase told him, your face looks like it was on fire and you tried to put it out with an ice pick. <laughs> kind of funny, actually. <laughs> that is funny. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, perhaps Bill Murray's least violent altercation occurred when filming the 2004 West Anderson comedy The Life of Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Reportedly, Murray did not invite actress Angelica Houston for a dinner party, making her the only cast member to miss out on the party. It's unclear what prompted the exclusion, but uh, he should be in prison. It appears he Mar- didn't invite Murray somebody to a dinner party. Made he up. snubbed somebody I just said for a dinner party. The least violent right. altercation. We don't know what the what the specifics of, of this, this one, are. but we start to look at a pattern of behavior. Uh, I would say that not inviting somebody to a dinner party isn't a reason when, to get hashtag sure. canceled. When you start looking at patterns of behavior of bad people, okay, that's when you have to start to look. Is this person toxic? Should should they be canceled because their their attitude was so toxic? Um, I don't know. Yeah, everybody should be nice to everybody, and we should definitely be professional. I mean, I I don't care that Bill Murray's beloved. I don't care that he's done some random cool things every once in a while. If he's messing up on his job at the place where I he's working, I think what you're trying to do is make everything. Black and white. It's got to be one or the other. No, I'm saying say that people go, are complicated, and that some people doesn't have, matter. Doesn't matter. In in maybe, today's society, we operate on on the, the assumption that we're going to treat each other equitably, which means I am not going to headbutt you, and you don't get to headbutt me headbutt without repercussions on them. I'm not going to headbutt. Well, you. what I'm saying, Bill Murray did. Okay, so because what maybe one incident that's fine, one incident, but people were saying that Bill Murray is infamous for his anger. 
Yeah, he's probably got some anger problems. I don't think that makes him a worthless human being. That should Did I say shunned. worthless? But I said you maybe shunned. he shouldn't be. Per- Can't you said canceled? Yeah, I said maybe you shouldn't have your job anymore if you're not if you aren't producing your job in the right way. It- well, <laughs> how do you feel about? How do you feel about toxic people? Buzz? I don't I, listen. Buzz I, I, sometimes I, I, I feel strongly about things, and I'll let people know how I feel. And sometimes I am so wrapped up in what I'm saying, my my the volume of my voice will rise. And if that's toxic, that's a new definition of toxic to me. You're a passionate person. I'm passionate, yeah, right? That's true. Don't label uh, right. passionate with you're just in a bad mood, and you want to make everybody else be in a bad mood too. Yeah, you never been in a bad mood before. Yeah, but I'm I've never wanted to make, make other people in a bad mood. In a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're better at being a bad in a bad mood than I am. For sure. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, let's uh, get back to some entertainment news. Woo! Uh, with Joanna Barba, if Joanna, if you got caller ten set up with her tickets, I know that was a short break, so. Oh, nope. It looks like she's still giving away ah, the tickets. She's still giving away the tickets. It was a short I break. I should have known. Hey, but uh, I will let you know what happened with my car yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so uh, after you dropped me to get it off, it was overheating. And yeah, I guess coolant was, should have been my first thought. Uh, but I had been having problems with the oil before, so I thought it could be my oil. And but you don't think you're going to have to get a new car? No. Remember I was telling you, man, I think I need to buy like a used car. And I'm just very happy that it's working and running now. You know what I usually do when I go in for an oil change? You say do all the fluids. Just check yeah, all the fluids. I just check the windshield wiper. You know, check just anything that needs to be topped off. Go ahead and top it off. So I just go to the Lube, Lube Express. They though, know Lube what, they, they'll they, do that for do you. They? Man, I wonder why the, I've never, like, I just got my oil checked two months ago. Um, maybe you only said, do the oil, do change. the oil yeah. and you didn't say, you know, because those plate like a Jiffy Lube or something, yes. if they just do everything and then charge you for it, some people would say, I, I didn't ask you to do that. You need to specify. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to entertainment and Hollywood news with Joanna Barba. All right, Joanna, what else do we have in our Hollywood report today? Several upcoming Will Smith projects have reportedly been shelved after the slip heard around the world. Well, now it looks like we can add Bright 2 to that list. Bloomberg reporter Lucas Shaw says that Netflix has canceled plans for a sequel to the 2017 fantasy flick. Shaw tweeted that Bright 2 news to the company to accompany an earlier Bloomberg story about National Geographic delaying production on its coming upcoming pole-to-pole docuseries, which also features Will Smith. That show will now begin shooting in the fall. However, Shaw was quick to add that Bright 2's cancellation is unrelated to what happened at the Oscars. Mm. Did you watch Bright when it was on Netflix? I did. I yeah. thought it was good, it's good but movie. I thought it got panned. Like, yeah, critically, oh, they yeah. didn't like it, and mm-hmm. I watched it, and I thought, yeah, I'd watch more of this. Right, and they had already announced a sequel, but... It was yeah. a little too Peter panned, I think. <laughs> it got Peter panned. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Who played the the orc? Like his partner, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, he was really good. Right. I, so the, I thought the soundtrack that was, was good. It was good. Yeah, that was one of the better things that I thought I'd seen on Netflix. But it, then I read the reviews and the critics, you know, hated it or whatever. But yeah, I think like Will Smith, they were about to make a a biopic about him. You know, think about that. Twenty years ago, he was making a biopic about Muhammad Ali. They were going to make a biopic about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really 
you know, on this elevated stage, you know, they rebooted The Fresh Prince, which he was a mm-hmm. big part of. He'd written an autobiography. He, uh, he All won his stuff, Academy Award. He, he won his Academy Award. We're this forgetting should have that. been the pinnacle of Will Smith's career, and uh-huh. I guess you could say it, it, it was, but I think that his it's all career downhill is now. irreparably damaged because of this. I don't know what he could do or say. Uh, I mean, he's apologized, but I feel like it's one of these things where he, he's not coming back to the level that he was before this. Well, look, Louis C.K. just won a, an Academy <laughs> Award. Right. For, no, he did. He won a Grammy. A Grammy. So who knows? Yeah, I think it's redeem- Will Smith is redeemable. Yeah, he has some redeeming he's gonna qualities that, to him. Uh, he's going to be that story of, look how he redeemed himself yeah. after that slap. That would be an incredible, incredible comeback. I'm not sure that he can pull it off. Maybe he can. Oh, definitely he could. Okay. Let's see. Let's see, Will. You know who I feel good kind of bad about though is the the whole family unit. You know, they they very they're so public, I think, Jaden and, uh, and not the kid. The, not the the, <laughs> not the, the, kid. the boy. The boy, uh, Jaden. Everything about him is <laughs> Remember his tweets? I would cancel him. I would show you his tweets, all his pretentious tweets. And my eyes would roll so hard <laughs> yeah. that they would actually hurt. <laughs> oh god. I rolled my eyes too hard that time. Did Hulu go down for you guys yesterday? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> what? How does, what does that mean? I, I, uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> um, I don't know that I tried to watch anything on Hulu yesterday. Stupid. You know what I've been trying to watch? I don't even know what that would mean in the dirty way. Like, even when I try to think about it. Streaming well, service. I don't know. Who's Hulu? <laughs> Choppy, but, you know, work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Hulu went down for an unknown number of users yesterday evening, which naturally led to... How is Hulu not like my girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Hulu goes down. (laughs) Uh, It led to hashtag Hulu down trending on Twitter for several hours. No explanation for the outage has been provided, but the outage appeared to be widespread. According to Down Detector, which... My internet went down for a while yesterday. Did it? Maybe it was the wind? It might have been the wind, yeah. Mm -hmm. According to Down Detector, its data shows a spike of more than 61,000 reported complaints. Naturally, frustrated users took to Twitter to lament the platform's outage, with some citing that they were in the midst of a watch party and others joking that they tried in vain to figure out the issue on their end, such as by resetting their Wi-Fi. Did you reset your Wi-Fi, Bob? Again, no. (laughs) I guess I just quit watching TV and it resolved itself, but I'm going through a real thing here where I'm trying to force myself to keep watching Moon Knight. Yeah. I asked him what he thought of this week's episode before the show. This week's episode... Was it a big game changer? Kind of, because Buzz has been uh, on the fence the whole time, and then I think this is the episode it just it swung him way, one way. Well, they're they're exploring a tomb, and it's really playing like one of those video games where you go into this chamber, and it's like, oh, we've got to grab. You have you an know, objective. You've got, you've got an objective, and you've got to do the. I mean, the it's like gameplay, but not even from a good game. Wasn't that the whole plot of National Treasure, though? I mean, isn't it just from getting to one place to another and figuring out the clues? Anyway, it's really hard for me to keep watching Moon Knight, and I might just bail on the whole thing. I guess this would be the first... No, it wouldn't. I bailed on Loki before it was all over. Oh, Loki was good, man. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But Moon Knight, I'm, I'm thinking of just, like, closing the cover on that one. Letting <laughs> it go, because it was really not very good this... Or... If it gets better, I don't know, because it's such a slog for me to try and get through. Not enjoying it. Aw. I'm sorry. 
I, I don't know. I, I wonder how Lisa it. feels. Lisa was on, came by earlier and said that she's really on the fence as well about yeah. Moon Knight. Right. Well, finally, Warner Brothers Discovery is shutting down the newly launched streaming service CNN Plus less than a month after it debuted. Uh, mm-hmm. A month and a day. <laughs> it premiered on March 29th. <laughs> okay. And it's getting canceled on, on the April 30th. 30th. So it technically, when April 30th gets here, it will be one day over a month. But still, what's going on? What was with the streaming service that it only lasted a, a month? Well, they're saying that it was a rushed launch, it had low subscriber numbers, and now it's questioning whether it fit the newly merged company's broader streaming vision. So hundreds of CNN Plus staffers will be laid off, and others will be assigned to either CNN or Warner Brothers Discovery's streaming project. But that will cease operations on April 30th. Do you know, Joanna, in anything that you're looking at, like what kind of shows were you expected to pay that CNN Plus was going to offer? The content, they had almost nothing. So they had brought in a lot of heavily uh, high-profile talent that included former Fox News anchor Chris Wallace, former NBC anchor Cassie Hunt, food influencer Allison Romant, and one-time NPR co-host Audie Cornish. So it's unknown what's going to happen with all those high-profile talents that they brought in. Yeah, that sounds like, hey, if 24-hour wall-to-wall news isn't good enough for you, here's something you can also pay for to get more 24-hour coverage. Right. Like, what feature? Yeah. You got to think, what is the feature? What, how, that who's watching help? is like, oh, if there were only 24 more hours in the day, or if there were more hours in the day, I'd watch more CNN. I figure you get your fill of what you go to CNN for with your cable package or whatever you got. You know, you're already watching CNN. Supposedly, they have uh, CNN Plus had less than 100,000 subscribers. Oof. Yeah. There's nothing... That anybody that I'm hearing in this pitch that would make me like, oh, I've definitely got to turn that in. Oh, I need in. to have that. Yeah. Oh, what was that one streaming service that they pushed on us? So the one much? where it was going to be like 15 minute shows. Yeah. Tubi. No, no not no, Tubi. Not uh, God. Tubi. Quibi. Quib. Quibi. Quibi. Qu- is that correct? Yeah, Quibi. I want to say Quibi. Well, yeah. they at least had some premises. Quibi. No. They had some Qbert. <laughs> was it Qbert? Quibi. They had some premises for some shows that was like, okay, well, that kind of sounds interesting. I watched some of the shows. And? And they were pretty good. There was one called 50 States of Fear, and it was really good. And now Wasn't there one called Flip This Murder House? Yes, that was actually really interesting because it gave you like the background of like the murders or whatever happened in that house. You know, the thing that was the biggest turnoff to me we're was We're going to put they some were, blue paint in this room. Yeah. The biggest thing that was a turnoff to me is that all the episodes were going to be like 10 minutes. It's, I don't want to go through the whole thing of sitting down on the couch, you know, getting like into that. It was it like a whole one hour show split into 10 minute segments so that you can stop watching at 10 minutes if you had to. And then it'll pick up right after that. I guess they were going with the philosophy. Oh, people consume stuff in five minutes. You know, like it's the TikTok generation, right? Queeby. 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 It's Queeby. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, people like watching videos, but their attention span is so short, we're going to make 10-minute ten ten shows yeah. or five-minute shows. Or for people that have a commute to that is only 10 minutes and they just want to see that. It was supposed to be dige- easily more easily digestible. Right. That was a Jeffrey Katzenberg thing. I don't know. If I sit down, and maybe this is just my conditioning of watching TV ever since I was a little kid, I'm wanting to watch at least 30 minutes. 
of something. Oh, I can watch Fifty States of Fright on Roku. So did they just sell off all their shows in parts to other things? Okay, well, CNN got started on March 29th. They've already announced. Thanks. Wrap it up April the 30th. Put it out of its misery. CNN Plus. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. The El Paso Comic Con begins today, and I'm going to go out this weekend. And uh, hang out with some William Shatner. My goal is to go to the William Shatner forum, and I will definitely dig deep to get the uh, like the photo with William Shatner. Nice. I mean, is there a bigger star when it comes to comic cons? No, I don't think. If you could get George Lucas to show up at one, maybe, but probably not even because I think Star Trek conventions started to appear before Star Wars conventions, even. I definitely heard about Star Trek conventions before I ever heard about general comic con or yeah. No, I'm sure they had some comic cons. Uh, that um, okay? You know the uh, it's aliens guy from History Channel, Ancient Aliens. He's oh, yeah. going to be at the comic con. Right, right, right. <laughs> the guy that looks like an alien, Giorgio Sukalos. Yep, that's him. Who thinks aliens? are responsible for everything that's over like uh-huh. 2,000 years old. He's going to be there. Apparently, Danny Bonaducci's going to be part of the lineup. Danny Bonaducci, who played Danny Partridge on The Partridge Family. Uh, and also was the star of season one of The Surreal Life, or was it... Yeah, Surreal Life. I think it was Surreal Life. It seemed like there was a period, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, where Danny Bonaducci had a lot of shows. Like, he was, he had a morning sh- radio show in L.A. Breaking Bonaducci was a show that was on... Oh, right. Like some, VH1, VH1 or something? VH1 or something, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking up the biography for Giorgio Tsoukalos. Yeah. <laughs> says that he is uh, the publisher of Legendary Times Magazine, the world's leading... Ancient Astronaut Research Journal. Look, he seems like a, a nice guy who's very passionate about what he's into, which is that aliens built the pyramids or what whatever. Are ancient astronauts. Oh, you don't know about the ancient astronauts? No, and Eric, why is there a Eric, research journal? Eric von Daniken is the guy who wrote Chariots of the Gods. And that's that, hey, maybe all these ancient gods existed, except they were aliens. And they came down and helped. Yeah, man. But here's the here's the thing: <laughs> they never imply that the Greek Parthenon was invented by aliens. They never imply that the Roman Colosseum must have had to have been built by just aliens. the pyramids. It well, it notably and suspiciously, it's always places in the Middle East or Africa or South America. The exception being Stonehenge. But you know, you get this idea that just because people lived a long time ago mm-hmm. that they were stupid mm-hmm. and couldn't figure out how to do stuff, but the Greeks and the Romans get the a pass because they were civilized, right? The Stoneheads on Easter Island, you know, that's another one. It's like, how could these primitive people have possibly built something like this? Because people were smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people figured stuff out. As one of the world's foremost ancient astronaut experts, he's been called a hybrid of Carl Sagan and Indiana Jones. <laughs> Again, he seems like a very fun nice guy. Person, very it would fun. be yes. cool to hang out with and Absolutely. talk to about all this stuff, but I don't know who that insults. I'm going to say it insults Carl Sagan more because Carl Sagan <laughs> would definitely have shot down any of the ancient alien 
theories that Giorgio wanted to put out there. Indiana Jones, on the other hand, Crystal Skull. <laughs> I mean, that was that was literally an ancient Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was literally the plot was about ancient. Oh, he Ancient was a, astronaut. He was a consultant on the movie. <laughs> Maybe he was. Who else is coming to Comic-Con? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Giancarlo oh, Esposito. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a big one for Breaking Bad fans. Let's see if he, he's here. He's supposed to be here, but he was supposed to be at the last one and had to cancel at the last minute. I think I'd, it's it's cooler to see. I would want a picture with him for his new Star Wars role as... Um, Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon, yeah. Moth Gideon, not Moth. Usually at Comic-Cons, and it can vary from stall to stall and guest to guest, like there's a charge for if you want an autograph glossy, you know, of them. So mm-hmm. it might be Giancarlo Esposito. $15. Es- Gus Fring. Yeah. Fring, rather, sorry. But there's also a charge if you want to take a selfie with a person. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is what most people want. Like if I get a, something from, wouldn't you rather have a selfie with William Shatner than an autograph headshot of William oh, Shatner? Oh, absolutely. Who I, wouldn't, right? I think they know that's what people want now, and that's why they're charging for him. Because I saw some of the rates the last time I went, and who was there? Uh, Adam West, I think. Lou Ferrigno. That's been like yeah. four or five years ago, I think. Three and, or four. And it was like $50 sometimes to get a picture. <sighs> yeah, I know. What they haven't come up with is a way to prevent people from surreptitiously taking a selfie, like standing in front of the person and just getting uh-huh. them in the background. You know, they want whatever it is, 45, 50, 60 bucks to do that. And mm-hmm. people, you know, until they come up with some kind of anti selfie technology, <laughs> a lot of people I see doing that. I wonder if that really pisses them off. It's like, yeah, oh, you're getting a free picture of me. He's stealing from me. Uh, so, yeah, William Shatner, I think, is about as big as it gets when it comes to uh, Comic-Con guest. Uh, I hope he I hope he makes it. Into town, I mean. <laughs> He's in better shape than us. <laughs> no, no, I meant, you know, with some of the Comic-Cons, and I don't know if this is what he's run, the but last sometimes yeah. El Paso has a, a history of different cons having their big name cancel at the last minute or whatever uh let's see coming up on stars series premiere of gaslit julia roberts plays i think the wife of of uh was it john mitchell the white house counsel and she was the first one who was telling people hey there's some shady stuff going on in the Nixon White House. Sean Penn is John Mitchell? Right. I knew that Sean Penn was in it. I didn't recognize him at all. So I was reading about this this movie on a conservative website, and they were just talking about how this is a sign of how liberal Hollywood, the power of liberal Hollywood is failing. That you're seeing Johnny Depp getting can't oh you know amber heard uh that julia roberts is on stars now that was the big that was the big thing i don't know this looks like a pretty big prestige type of show right sean penn and julia roberts is in it but martha mitchell uh 
was very outspoken about the government while the, leading up to the Watergate scandal and during the Watergate scandal. And I guess at some point they kidnapped her and held her so she would quit talking about it. And then they, they gaslit her by telling her, oh, you were drunk when you thought you heard that. Or you're suffering some kind of disability because you're an alcoholic. Well, it turned out that what she was saying was, for the most part, true. Um, but that's going to premiere on Stars on Sunday. I think I'm going to tune that in. That looks good. That one you going to watch good. Joanna? Yep. No, now that you shall we have a watch party? <laughs> sure. Now that you're talking about it, it actually sounds kind of yeah, really good, like steamy. Like, what a terrible thing to do to another human being make them think they're crazy, and then you know get them committed. But also, you know, John Mitchell at the time was considered the personification of law and order. There were some anti-war demonstrations, Buzz, do you remember? And he had ordered the um, uh, the National, National Guard. Guard to go yeah. in. Yeah, he was like a real law and order guy. Exactly. This was his wife. So uh, in 1972, she called Helen Thomas. You remember, you probably don't no, remember the, Helen the, Thomas. Famous White House reporter. She'd yeah. sit right in the front for everybody. Always in the front row. Yeah. And very unafraid to Ask take on tough questions. Yeah, tough questions. Yeah. So Mitchell told Helen Thomas that she was going to leave her husband and spill all the tea there was. And she was just going to spill the, spill the dirt. The phone call abruptly ended. Like, no, neither one of them hung up, but the phone call ended. And when Thomas called back, the hotel operator told her that Ms., Mrs. Mitchell, Martha Mitchell, was indisposed. Uh, but I guess they grabbed her and, you know, kind of kept her against her will. Nixon aides, in an effort to discredit Martha, told the press that she had a drinking problem and even the Wikipedia page says, which was not entirely untrue, <laughs> she, she definitely drank. But they also uh, suggested that she was convalescing in, in like a rehab type of situation when, in fact, they were holding her basically prisoner so she wouldn't talk about all this Watergate stuff that was going on. Did so. her husband know that they were doing this to her? Or was he part of the conspirators that were planning it? I, you know... This will be very interesting yeah. because this is, you know, 50 years ago that all this stuff happened. I could definitely use a refresher because I was six <laughs> when all this was going on. <laughs> um, let me see what else it says. Soon after the Watergate burglary, John, her husband, resigned, citing his desire to spend more time with his family. Um... Meantime, corruption in the GOP had moved sharply into focus for the outspoken Martha. Yeah, this sounds like it could really, really be great. So Sean Penn plays John and Julia Roberts, who I feel like we just don't get enough Julia Roberts, you know? She has, has she been uh, doing it? She did that project called Homecoming on Amazon. I, you know, look. She's one of the greats, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Has anybody watched Outer Range, which the first episode aired on Amazon last week? You were saying it's like uh, got lost vibes to it? Yes. Lost vibes. It's uh, Josh Brolin plays a rancher in Montana. So basically Kevin Costner's character from Yellowstone. 
All right, <laughs> okay. so he's got to ran. All of a sudden, a m- mysterious hole opens up on his property. And I don't know, it has like some real, you know, what's the mystery? Are we going to find out? Hmm. Is this a time portal? Is it, you know, a what? tear in the fabric of reality? I'm reading about it. It looks good. It does look good. It just F- fighting for his land, Josh yeah. Brolin, who discovers a mysterious black void in the past in a pasture, follows the arrival of Autumn, a drifter with a connection to his ranch. Oh, and she's played by that. Do you know who Imogene Poots is? <laughs> mm-hmm. it sounds like a funny name. Though. I just like the name Poots. <laughs> oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> she's really pretty. I think she's wearing fake teeth in it because her teeth look like Bugs Bunny teeth. Look at that pooter TV show. <laughs> Now, she's really great. Uh, so anyway, two more episodes of Open Range are up today on Amazon. So we'll see if I'm going to watch that. So much to watch. Golden Age of Television, Joanna, that's what they say. <laughs> Golden Age of Television. Uh, so yesterday, right in the middle of the show, I get pop-up ads, and a lot of times they're clickbait. So, what? of course, I click on them, right? But this one was about Mike Tyson beating up a guy on a plane. And it, once you watch the video, you see that this Mike Tyson showed amazing restraint for how long it took him to beat up this guy. I mean, this guy was being obnoxious. Oh, yeah, and eventually, Mike Tyson turns around and lays a beating on him. Not just one punch, though. And I'm I'm not for violence, you know, and definitely Mike Tyson has a violent reputation both in and out of the ring. But what the hell is this guy thinking? Clearly yeah, he was very uh, intoxicated when he kept provoking Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was on the, play on, his, on, on the plane on his way to a big marijuana convention. Because <laughs> Mike know, has his own brand now. He's got a brand. He's got a ranch, too, that grows marijuana. Hmm. Uh, so here's a recap of the fight. This is the friend of the guy who got beat up on a plane by Mike Tyson. Just this guy was asking for it. You know, he would not mm-hmm. leave Mike Tyson alone. And so I don't feel bad for the guy who got beat up. That's it. My boy just got beat up by Mike so Tyson. He's got a pouty face. He's got a real pouty face. Like he got face. to sit in the corner. And he's got like some blood just on his forehead <laughs> in the pouty face. He's probably, hey man, I got both my ears intact, so I'm feeling pretty good about getting in a tussle <laughs> with Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're just about ready to get the weekend started. Some of us will be starting the weekend earlier than others. Don't forget tickets uh, go on sale to the public in about 15 minutes for WWE SmackDown coming to the Pan Am Center. We gave away our final pair of winning before you could buy them tickets. Mm-hmm. But not to say we won't have more tickets. Your rock and wrestling connection. Wrestling. 95.5 KLAQ. Tickets go on sale at the Pan Am Center box office and Ticketmaster outlets at 10 a.m. Some of the stars coming on June 11th to the Pan Am Center from the WWE SmackDown. Women's champion Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Woo! tag team champions The Usos, Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Sasha Banks, and more are coming to the Pan Am Center June the 11th. I've got a uh, couple stories, and I looked up like what Paul Bettany's part in this text where Johnny Depp fantasizes about killing... Amber Heard. Hey, let's drown her before we burn her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh. yeah. Um, here's a headline from today's El Paso Times. U.S. Immigration and Customs 
also known as ICE, paid ne- nearly $17 million for unused empty beds last year after contracting with a Texas company to house migrant families in hotel rooms in Arizona and Texas. This is according to reports published this week by a government watchdog office. So they're saying, uh, among other things, the, the group that they gave the uh, contract to didn't have any experience providing these services. But I would say, who does? <laughs> like, what hotel chain has experience? Putting up you know, people strangers, that, essentially. What was the situation? There was a hotel over on Airway, not too far from the uh, comic strip, right? right? That, and that was one. It was surrounded by fences, you know, like temporary fencing and stuff. Were they not, not allowed to leave? Right. Off of uh, Airway and Gateway West. Uh, it was a Was hol- it the one that used to be the Holiday, holiday Inn? The one where point. Teddy's Flame Room is, Yes. Right? That, that hotel uh, has been surrounded by chain link fence for months now. And I had always heard that that's where they were housing some of the migrants. Uh, so ICE in March 2021 awarded San Antonio-based Endeavors an $87 million contract to house up to 1,239 migrants in six hotels from March to September. It doesn't say if that one on Airway was one of the six hotels. ICE records show that this company, Endeavors, had no experience providing the services, including hotel beds or all-inclusive emergency family residential. Uh, So this watchdog group is calling into question why you would give this contract to this group, but who's a group that would have experience in housing thousands of migrants, families. This is the kind of thing, though, that when you find out uh, they 17 million were just wasted space, you know, they spent the money. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that aggravates people. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, the government's really good at spending money when it's not their money. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think a lot of people hear this as like, you know, we should have just sent them back or whatever, but... Again, according to not only U.S. law, but international law, people have a right to make asylum claims. Mm -hmm. They do. And some of these people, you know, as much as you were going to say, well, illegal is illegal, had presented themselves at Border Patrol checkpoints saying, I want to make an asylum claim. So they put them up someplace and uh, they didn't use all the hotel accommodations, it sounds like. Okay, so... Well, does that mean that the migrant problem isn't as bad as people are making it sound like? No, I think you want to make sure, okay, we got to make sure we have plenty of hotels, you know, space to put these migrant families in hotels. So we're going to make sure we get enough. You wouldn't want to come short short on room, so you go over, but $17 out of an $87 million contract seems like really uh, not using all the resources that you had allotted for. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yesterday, Johnny Depp's uh, the defamation suit against Amber Heard. By the way, happy 36th birthday today to Amber Heard, formerly Miss Johnny Depp. I wonder if they'll have a moment like everybody gets together and sings happy birthday in the courtroom. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, They went over some text messages. So I've been watching this, maybe not closely, but I definitely am checking it out every day a little bit when they started this trial johnny depp's attorneys say you're going to hear johnny depp saying horrible things that should not be excused 
you're going to hear him saying using language that I would never use and probably you members of the jury would never use. <laughs> so I think we're getting into some of that at this point. They read aloud text that Johnny Depp sent to Paul Bettany, vision from the Avengers Marvel franchise, and they read them aloud in court to show that, yeah, Johnny Depp did, but his lawyers already said, yeah, you're going to hear some language that Johnny Depp used that's just way beyond the pale. Um, so I, I was curious, like, what, what is Paul Bettany's part in all this? Because he was on the receiving end of those texts. So I looked it up, and um, Johnny Depp texted, let's burn Amber. Bettany responded, having thought it through, I don't think we should burn Amber. Depp texted, let's drown her before we burn her, and then the stuff about desecrating her corpse, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't think we should burn her. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Paul Bettany was kind of trying to be the voice of reason here, so it's not like he was really egging it on. It's kind of a shame that, you know, you're hearing these horrible things of Johnny Depp, and you, and you think, well, Paul Bettany was getting these texts. He must have been encouraging them, but from what I'm looking at, it, it looks like he's kind of getting a bad rap out of all this. No, no, my good man. We don't want to burn the woman. Um, so Johnny Depp has got a real scorched earth policy with this. He's willing to admit, yeah, he said terrible things. He behaved in ways that were inexcusable as long as he gets the point across that he was not the physically violent one in the relationship. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of that, but I don't think that he's going to win the defamation case mm -hmm. because Joanna, why is he not going to win the defamation case? Probably because nowhere in that article does it say Johnny Depp. Yeah, the article that she wrote and the one that she's being sued over, she doesn't mention Johnny Depp by Not name. She doesn't refer bit. to any specific incidents. She does talk about, you know, I've been a victim of abuse starting at college age, you know, when I was in college. So this would have been, you know, 16, 17 years ago. I don't think Johnny Depp expects to win the case. I think what he's doing is getting it on record that they're right. both awful. <laughs> and we're in a right. very toxic relationship. And he's like, and I just want to put it on record that it's I wasn't the one who hit her. It wasn't me. So they showed video of it Johnny Depp me. slamming doors, breaking, you know, in a kitchen. Uh, but it does back up his thing. You know, there's a line that he's saying he didn't cross. And that was physical assault. But he's admitting saying terrible things, slamming doors, breaking things. Uh, so here's a little more of Johnny Depp's text being read aloud. And, and a lot of this is, you know, designed to show, yeah, Johnny Depp, you were a creep. Even if we don't have any proof that you were violent, we do have proof that you were, well, what a would you call it? Yeah, a D-bag. And you were part of this toxic dynamic. Uh, that is Amber's attorney, Benjamin Rottenborn. <laughs> oh my god. Could you think of a more scummy lawyer name to name your character? Rottenborn. That's gonna be the character of my next book. <laughs> that sounds like one of the houses in Game of Thrones. Oh, the Rottenborns. Tar Targathians and the Rottenborn. <laughs> the attorney Rottenborn also shared a racy text exchange. It sounds like uh in this text, it's Johnny Depp to Amber Heard. 
they were making up after a fight, and then it turns kind of sexy, I guess. <laughs> Johnny Depp is, I think, in a way, kind of charming some of the audience. He might have fans there, you know, oh, that got definitely. into the courtroom, but you know, he's getting he's getting some laugh lines in. Uh, also, I don't know what if Johnny a bad Depp texter he is. He's a terrible texter. <laughs> is that what he considers sexy talk? Joanna, you you audibly what was that? You groaned when you heard that. It's It's creepy. Uh, Here's another case of Johnny Depp getting a laugh from. I don't want to say it's any of the court officers because I don't know. I'm just listening to the audio, but they are allowing some uh, public members of the public in the courthouse. So uh, it sounds like Johnny Depp is playing to them because he gets a laugh over Benjamin Rottenborn, Amber's lawyer, one of Amber's lawyers insisting that Johnny Depp had a box and the sole purpose of the box was carrying his cocaine around in. <laughs> no, but it uh, looks like it would uh, fit some cocaine. I think there are some fans that are going to like Johnny Depp more after all this, you know, because he's like this scoundrel, right? He's like a rogue. Some of his characters. Mm-hmm. A dashing rogue. Yeah. He abuses alcohol. He abuses substances. He's verbally abusive. And it sounds like he was very toxic in this relationship. But I will not touch you. But so was she. Right? He did not touch her, at least. He was not a physical person. Uh, Well, her lawyers said they were going to prove that that he is. But I think Uh, what what the evidence that they're bringing out so far are him saying some pretty disgusting things. And him, you know, I don't know about acting violently, but not against her. You know, so there, there were him slamming cabinets and so forth. Johnny Depp's side presented audio where Amber Heard admits that she was hitting him. But that doesn't win the case for him because he's suing her over what was said in the Washington Post op-ed. And Joanna? She mentions nothing about Johnny Depp. She doesn't mention Depp. Johnny Depp in that. And I think the end game for Johnny Depp and his team is to get that on the record. You know, at some point, the, the attorneys or Amber Heard herself are going to say that I wasn't talking about Johnny Depp when I wrote that article, which is going to win the case for them. But Johnny Depp will accomplish, I guess, what he wants to accomplish, which is showing, yeah, you know, my behavior is pretty bad, but it wasn't what she wrote about that I abused her. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, buddy, I have a question for you real quick. Shoot. Um, so... Can you give me a ride today? Sure. Is your car still not working? Uh, Is it in the shop? Nope. How'd you get here today? I need to go buy coolant. (laughs) Did you drive here? Uh, Nope. Got another Uber. Really? Yep. So you're gonna give me a ride? How fun! Where do you? How far do you think you got to go to get engine coolant? I don't know. I thought you would know these things. I, get it the I look store. to you as my mentor, advisor. Buzz, go yeah. help him find a coolant. Come on. I'm so cool. If you did, I'm so cool. I could just stand by your engine block. <laughs> that would cool oh me down. Because <laughs> I'm so cool. Did you say gross? Yeah. Okay. You're just grossed out by everything today. Huh? Yeah. Queen Elizabeth turned 96 yesterday, guys. Whoa. 
She celebrated in Sangringham, and she Sangringham. celebrated with her ponies, her horses. Uh-huh. Did you know they also released Queen Elizabeth Barbie? They oh. did. Like an official Barbie. Had you seen that, Joanna? No, I yeah. haven't. Oh, geriatric Barbie? Nope. This one was kind of a younger, maybe maybe a little stodgy, maybe mid-late 30s mm. uh, oh, Queen wow. of England. Hubba hubba. Yeah, not, not like an elderly queen. But God, it seems like she's been elderly my entire life. Like anytime you're aware of the queen, it's like she's an older lady. Well, if she was 60 when I was born. <laughs> so you're 30, are you 36? Oh, no, she was 57. Yeah. You remember in, in the in the original Naked Gun, there was a scene where Reggie Jackson was going to assassinate the queen. It wasn't the real Reggie Jackson. But the queen was played as an older lady. <laughs> she was an older lady in that. And that was 35 freaking years ago. It's about time she got a Barbie, I'd say.